happened to Mike Schmidt, 40-year-old boy podcast. Folks, I got to share this with you. I, you know, I don't want to keep this to myself. It's something I got to share with you. Not, not just because I want to, but just because I have to. This is not, if I kept this cooped up in my brain, uh, I might, it might rot from the inside out. And then I got a giant hole in my skull and who the fuck wants that? Then you got some bees flying out that I don't want released into the goddamn wild. Nobody wants that. I want my head bees to stay in my head, please. Uh, <laughs> look at me making rhymes. I will tell you this. Uh, well, first of all, let me tell you the thing that I was going to tell you. I, I Look at me di- diverting already from the thing I wanted to share with you. <clears throat> Brace yourselves. You guys ready for this? You ready to hear this? You ready to take this and run with it? You ready to have this information with you for the rest of your life? It's Friday, by the way. Let me drop that on you uh, early on a Friday. Well, it depends on where you're at for early. <laughs> but uh, but let me drop this in your lap right now. Let me tell you this, folks. <clears throat> Are you ready? Ahem. <clears throat> I found this out today and I, I look, I can't wait to share it with you. It's I'm bursting with this news. It's inside of me waiting to be released. Uh, I I've, I've had it cooped up inside me for hours and now I need to share it with you folks. I need to drop this on you. You need to take this and run with it. There's a handle on it, lift it up, casually throw it over your shoulder, like a sack of wheat, like a bag of rice and run with it, run with this information, take it to whomever else you think needs to know it. Uh, Cause I think everybody needs to know it. I share it with all of you just as it was shared with me folks. Take this information and run with it. I will tell you that this is the, uh, this is the, inf- well, no, I'm not going to get to that yet. I should just tell you what the information is rather than uh, going ahead and telling you other things about the information. Why don't I tell you the information? Then we can deal with the information after that, right? What if I told you a bunch of stuff about the information? If I, if I sat here and I commented on the information without sharing the information, you'd be lost. You wouldn't know what to do. You'd have a sack of wheat over your shoulder that, that, uh, that, that wasn't filled with wheat. You wouldn't know what it was. It could be soap flakes. It could be barley. You could have a sack of couscous on your shoulder thinking it was wheat because I fucking told you to throw it up there. And then I go ahead and change the game, folks, like a moth. I'm changing the game, moth. Uh, here's the deal, folks. Here's what I learned. Here's something I found. Uh, brace yourselves. I hope you're ready. I hope you're ready for this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this <clears throat> the best way I can. The best way I know how I'm going to lean in close. Let's get in close to this microphone and stop using so much breath. Stop using so much lung power. Let's go ahead and climb right into your goddamn ears right now. Shove me deep. Shove me deep, ladies and gentlemen. And let me share this with you. <clears throat> let me <clears throat> let me clear my <clears throat> clear my throat. Let me clear my throat. <laughs> DJ Cool in the house. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, right. All right. <sighs> Folks, here's what I wanted to share with you. This is something I can't escape. This is something that is in my brain, ping-ponging around right now at the speed of light. That seems aggressively fast, and yet it will not stop. It's, it's like Tinkerbell flying around like a pinpoint of light, waiting for Peter Pan and the Lost Boys to chase her down, tackle her, and, uh, and tear off her wings and be mean. Because that's what they would do, right? Let's, let's, let's debunk all of Peter Pan right now. Tinkerbell's nobody's friend in that movie. We know what toxic masculinity does to youths of America today. Were they in America? I don't know. Where the fuck does Captain Hook live? Where does he live? He's in a boat somewhere. He's in Boat Town. All right, if they go to Boat Town, let me tell you, let's look at it this way. If you got Peter Pan and the Lost Boys, they live in Boat Town. Tinkerbell comes rolling through, and she's hot. She's got a fucking magic wand and wings, and they're like, oh, man, we ought to tear the wings off that chick. That's exactly what they say. Nobody goes, hey, let's listen to what that cute chick has to say and, and see what her magic does. No, they tear her wings off, and they make her bring them sandwiches because they're terrible, terrible people, the Lost Boys. Uh, wait, wasn't Wendy involved? Wendy, you know, maybe Wendy gets involved. And go, oh, hold on, my neighbor slamming his door. 
Oh, no, is he arriving home? He might be arriving home, which means you'll be able to hear his television through the wall, which will not be good. But, but he's going to hear my podcast, too. Ugh, this is a battle of the sounds. Nobody wants a battle of the sounds. Um, I can tell you this. We, you won't be hearing the gardeners today because I, I waited till the gardeners were done. And, and I thought it would be a smart idea. And then they were here for two hours. And I went, what the fuck are you doing, man? Uh, because apparently in the middle of the month, that's when they trim trees. And I've had to watch that happening from outside. Uh, actually, I, I had to watch it from inside into the outside. Because I'm inside. I'm I'm locked down, as you know. I don't know if you're aware of this. There's a quarantine going on, folks. Have you heard about the germ? The germ is out there. The doomsday bug, the monkeys called it. It's all over the place. It's leaping from uh, person to person, going inside of them, climbing inside of their masks. Uh, not unlike Tinkerbell, the, p- the fucking pinpoint of light, who had her wings torn off by the Lost Boys until Wendy intervened. Take this information and run with it, folks. Here's what it is. And by the way, this buildup is not even worth it. It's just, but I'm, I'm sharing it with you because I have to share it with you because otherwise uh, I'll be the only one carrying this burden and I don't want to do this. Uh, <laughs> folks, here it is. Brace, are you ready? Are you, <laughs> you, have your, you know what? I need you to grab a pen because you're going to have to write this down. You need to remember it forever. God damn it. Just fucking say it, stupid. All right, hold on. <clears throat> a Guatemalan teen will be deported by ICE today. <laughs> now look do i laugh at the guatemalan teen i don't i feel terrible for the guatemalan teen although some of us might say you know what you got lucky kid you're, you're getting out before the death rattle good for you I don't, know, I don't know if you've heard uh but everybody else who's locked in a cage in this country is getting fucking uh bean burritos made out of fucking wood shavings and, and dying in the shower. So, I mean, maybe Guatemala is not a bad place these days. Although I don't know. I haven't done any Guatemalan research. I, actually, hold on. <laughs> that sounds bad. Uh, I haven't done any research about Guatemala. Guatemalan research was actually my finishing hold when I was going to be a wrestler. Oh my God. <laughs> don't do not. I came in a lab coat. I was, uh, I was the Guatemalan. I was a professor from Guatemala and I would clamp you in the Guatemalan research. Oh, Jesus Christ. You're up on my shoulder like a bag of barley, cuckoo, soap flakes and rice, possibly even wheat. Uh, all right. See, I share this sentence with you. A Guatemalan teen will be deported by ice today because, uh, I think that's the sentence that broke me folks. I'm not going to lie to you. I, I've spent the last couple of days, you know, and I, I've done a look, I've had some escapism recently this week, um, I went ahead and I, I watched fights. I'll talk about that in a second. But uh, but 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 just now, like literally today on Twitter, I saw this story. Apparently, and people are retweeting it and they're seizing upon it because they, they don't want this teen to be sent off to Guatemala. And I, again, I don't know what's up in Guatemala. As far as I know, it's just machetes and bananas, which doesn't sound that bad to me at this point. Uh, the way things are going, maybe an adventure in Guatemala is what we all need. Like, did you see those fucking idiots who stormed the beaches in Venezuela? What the fuck is with those guys? What's wrong with this country? There's like 15 dudes who were training themselves. I, go read it. Go find it. I'm not even going to fucking, I can't even do it justice. It's like one of those things. No, there is no more satire. There is no more humor. There is no more parody because everything that, that happens is a fucking parody. Apparently these fucking... Soldier of fortune, mercenaries, hey, look at my tattoo of a bulldog, guys. We're like, hey, man, let's go and invade Venezuela. Why not? Look, that happens. I bet around a fire pit in Wisconsin, beer starts flowing. Somebody goes, hey, you know what? I bet we could beat up Ecuador. Fuck yes, we could. Let's go. Let's call John and Biff and the other fucking fellas, and let's grab a canoe and go to Ecuador and challenge the country to a fight because we're the dumbest fucking guys alive. And yet... It never gets past the fire pit because it's Wisconsin. Certainly it's a little misty outside and we want to go fuck our girlfriends is what we really want to do. We want to fight off mosquitoes and go get fucking railed. That's what we want to do when we're in Wisconsin at a fire pit. However, 
However, man, sometimes there aren't girlfriends to fuck. Sometimes there aren't mosquitoes to be bitten by. And sometimes things get out of hand. So you have a couple of beers, you're at the fire pit, you think to yourself, you know what, what if we stormed Venezuela? What if we did that? What if we trained a ragtag army of former heroin addicts and we decided this would be the first wave of regime change in Venezuela? And then you mentioned it to two of your friends again who happen to own a rocket launcher and they go, this is a fantastic idea. Let's buy a boat. And then you somehow, through back channels, because you used to be in the military, but nobody respected you, and I guess you went through special forces training, but you weren't really great at it, because obviously you're off in the world now trying to form some sort of fake black ops bullshit that nobody cares about, when in reality you're just a landscaper. You know who you are? You're a fucking landscaper. You're a topiary guy. You're my fucking gardeners. You, you, you got, yeah, you got sharp edge weapons, but you're using them to trim bushes. You're not using them to fucking hack up fucking anti-democracy. All right. Even though you think you are, you think you're still a patriot. You think you're still a fucking hero. But in reality, you know what you are? You're a guy who got stiffed because everybody knew what a fucking goon you were in the army. Because this is the thing. I've never been in the army, never been in the Navy, never been in the Air Force, never been in the Marines, never been Black Ops, never been National Guard, never been any of those fucking things. But like any societal structure, like any social group, there were the misfits. There were the there were the fucking uh, Francis Sawyers. There were those guys. Hey, you know, any of you homos touch me and I'll kill you. There were those guys. And those guys got laughed at by the John Wingers, who might have been slackers and fuck all that and probably would have been beaten to death in the real army. But still, there were the private piles who fucked up and had to eat a Twinkie while everybody else did push-ups, and then he got fucking smacked down with a thousand goddamn bars of soap and a thousand different towels. All right, there are those dudes, and what happens is those dudes buy into it way too fucking hard. You know, I knew a guy in fucking school named Glenn. I don't want to get into I don't want to say his last name because I'm that shithead, but he was in ROTC, and I liked him. I thought he was a good kid. Uh, you know, he seemed like a guy who was well-adjusted, and he was an ROTC guy, and that was totally fine. But then... There was another dude. We had a friend named Rick, all right? And I've talked about Rick on here before. Uh, I, I, I don't want to say last names. But Rick had a brother named Marvin. And Rick was Rick hung out with us. He was a cool dude. He was kind of a fucking weed guy. And he was just, he was just, he was just funny and fucking cool. I liked Rick. He hung out. He was kind of on the, he wasn't in the UN of Evil, but he was on the periphery. Like the UN of Evil was our group. But then we knew everybody. That was the thing. We had a touchstone where we knew fucking everybody in the high school. So it was like, there was, because Rick hung out with like Greg and, uh, and those dudes. I thought, guys, this is so dumb. It was fucking Pager. Greg Pager, Rick Shaver. It was these fucking guys. And, uh, and look, I don't know. I'm sure they're all alive now. I'm sure somebody's going to yell at me. But that's, that was great for me. That was who Rick ran with. He ran with those dudes, but we knew him and, you know, and then we'd go party and then he'd be at the party and we liked Rick. He was a great guy. Uh, but his brother was, was just, a uh, just a fucking doofus. Just, uh, you know who he was? He was Chet from weird science. That's who Marvin Shaver was. He, he was just Chet, just that fucking guy. Like the kind of guy who like, he was probably 17 and yet he owned a rifle. You know what I mean? I mean, and not like a country guy. We were in Bolingbrook, which is a suburb, but one of those dudes who probably like, and, and he probably spent hours taking it apart for speed. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then polishing it with the gun oil and putting it back together and, uh, and just praying for any sort of disturbance to break out. You know, those fucking guys they're there. Uh, you see them today. They're, they're now shutting down state houses because they want to have a fucking order of fries or whatever the fuck. So that's who Marvin was. Now look, this is in high school. He may have grown out of it. He could have completely changed. He may have gone to the army. Hey, he might have, he might have died in fucking in Grenada. I have no fucking clue. All right. Uh, timing's probably bad on that since I think that's 82 and we were still in high school. However, uh, maybe he went to Grenada afterwards. I don't know. Cause again, with these guys, you never know. It's a fucking coin flip. 
these weird private army dudes, these fucking Blackwater dudes who are going to sneak around and go, oh, you know, I got a map and it's got a back way into Venezuela. We'll go that way. We'll take out Maduro and the rest of these fucks and then we'll rule the country and then we'll, pl- we'll plant a Trump flag on top of the fucking embassy or whatever the fuck. I don't know what the plan is, but I read it. I read it in depth and it was this one fucking dude. He was a special forces guy and even the dude. So then they interview all the special forces buddies. And this is my favorite. This is when you know. All right, look, if you walk around telling everybody, hey, man, I was special forces and I think we can take out Venezuela. Everybody knows not to take you fucking seriously because the real special forces guys are are just they only come out at night and they sneak around on the grass on their belly and they use the name like th- their name is like Bryox seven. You know what I mean? Like they've, they've got some call sign, you know, they're, they're all Tango Sahara, uh, you know, walnuts. That's those fucking dudes. But you're walking around and you're like, hi, I'm Joe. I used to be in special forces. Fuck you. You fucking gardener idiot. Go clean my pool and shut up. But look at the tattoo. It's a bulldog. I don't fucking care where you got your rink. Yeah. Maybe you got it in Thailand. You got it in Japan or Taiwan or whatever the fuck, you know, Within that societal structure, you were the nerd. You were the fucking Chet. You were the goddamn Farmer Ted. You were the fucking dork of the special forces. Because now, as you put together your plan to go ahead and invade Venezuela, all the other special forces guys, literally with that vocoder from behind a shield of black, you know, they're behind two black curtains and they're like, We never thought he would amount to anything. We always knew he was all mouth. All hat, no cattle. Whatever the fuck they say in the special forces, man. But yet, these guys exist. So sure enough, like I said, and oftentimes you'd do that. You'd sit around, you'd be like, hey, man, I don't know. Do you think, is there any way? Now, just think about this. If somehow me, you, Sam Silva, Bobby Moore, Laporta, uh, you know, if we all got together, do you think we could beat the Maldives in a fight? Could we just go to the Maldives and take over and just have an island for ourselves? That'd be fucking great, right? Then the Shanakis could ignore us from the top of a volcano. We were downstairs fucking around. That'd be great. That was the plan. But then you all laughed it off and threw water balloons at one another and fucking laughed the next day and did fucking stupid shit. But these dumb glory chasing fucking nonsense special forces idiots. And look, I'm, and that's not a blanket indictment. Other other special forces guys are scary as fuck. There's a good chance this podcast ends with a fucking knife slit. All right. You'll probably hear just like you just hear that go across my neck. I'll bleed out all over the fucking mic and then hit send or whatever the fuck. Um so if you're in, because again, these guys do jobs I couldn't dream of doing. Army guys always, whatever the fuck, they're, they're over there fighting. It's just like, as I've talked about for, and I feel like I'm repeating myself and I don't want to start repeating myself over and over, but it just seems like that's the world we live in now, man. You know what I mean? I have, I have respect for the people who do things that I can't do. And I have admiration for people who create things that I can't create. It's one of the reasons Mex fascinates me. Mex, Mike's can draw and sing two things I could never do in a million fucking years. And he, and he can paint. He does. He's just a Renaissance man. That stuff's fucking amazing to me. Uh, and like, and so when I see like, uh, like army dudes, you know what I mean? Like, yes, I, I know half of it is standing in a straight line. I fucking, that I can pull, but I mean, I can't even pull that off. Fuck that. I can't even, I can't pretend I can't be like, Oh, I could do the straight line bullshit. No. Cause even then I bitch about standing in a straight line. I'd be the worst army. Fuck. I, who am I working in? The, you know who I am? I'm the guy working in, I'm. I'm the fat guy who like assists Seagal in the kitchen because he was a special ops guy who just wanted to take a break. And he and I are peeling potatoes and joking around talking about the temptations. And then the next thing you fucking know, Tommy Lee Jones shows up on the boat with Gary Busey. I'm dead in five seconds and Seagal avenges me. I'm the guy who gets avenged. That's who I am. If I'm in the fucking military, I'm the bullshit Josh Gad sidekick. That's who I am. Everybody else is fucking walking around. They're on the beach. They're shooting the fuck out of everybody. I'm the first guy dead off the boat. And I don't even get shot. I trip and drown at Normandy. That's how I fucking go out. We storm the beaches. By the way, when I say we, they storm the beaches. 
I trip and fall face down and I, somebody steps on me and breaks my spine. I'm paralyzed, can't turn over, and I drown in whatever the fucking ocean that was. I don't know. What ocean is that? The Atlantic? It's got to be the Atlantic, right? Normandy? Beaches, boats, whatever the fuck. France? Uh, see, if you tell me we're storming the beach at Normandy, I'm like, cool, we'll get to eat some weird cheese. And I don't even like cheese, but I'll tell you what, if you're in the army, freestanding cheese is the least of your fucking problems. I'm not even that guy because you're eating fucking... Uh, horrible you're eating like fucking pigeon out of a a, a a fucking envelope or whatever the fuck what are those called uh mate rations whatever the fuck k rations there you fucking those things meal the mres that's what i was thinking of meals ready to eat so that's it that you got is somebody knocking on my door fuck you i'm doing a podcast um i am the least professional show in the business like all these other guys have fucking theme songs the office chicks they're in a zoom fucking hyperbaric chamber and going, remember that time we made Steve Carell laugh? <laughs> Five advertisers pour a million dollars on them. I sit at my fucking desk and shout uh, into the ether for nothing, for no reason at all. Special ops guys sharpening their knives, waiting to kill me because I'm insulting them, but I don't mean to. What I mean to insult is the nerd special ops idiots. Uh, yeah, but they, I've, I'd be happy to get a fucking weird cheese at that point because you're eating, like I said, you're eating dog out of a fucking silver pouch. Oh, fuck that. Tell me. Tell me it's not dog. I defy you to pretend that they're using good cuts of meat in the beef bourguignon or whatever the fuck that comes out of a silver envelope. Yeah, that's it. Oh, this thing that looks like it should hold Pop-Tarts is now holding a stroganoff of some sort? Fantastic. Let's heat it up. Let's build a fire and throw this fucking envelope into whatever makeshift pan I can bang out of my fucking helmet. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Let me take off my cover. That's what they call it, right? In the military, the cover. Let me take off my cover and uh, let's get some of that ocean water over here so we can boil up some of our bourguignon that comes in a fucking Pop-Tart sleeve. Jeez, I'd rather just give me the Pop-Tarts, man. Don't fucking repurpose the Pop-Tarts container so it fills up itself with goddamn some sort of, uh, uh, like I said, stroganoff concoction, a goulash. I don't want a goulash in a Pop-Tart container. Uh, you know what? That's a good description of this show. This is a gulag, especially the past six weeks. It's supposed to be a comedy show. All I'm doing is bitching about idiots with beards and guns. This is goulash in a fucking Pop-Tart container. Uh, <laughs> goulash in a Pop-Tart container. Yes, I am writing down the time codes. I remember exactly what the title of the show will be. Hi, I hate doing it. I wish I had a producer. I don't. I got me shouting into a fucking void while somebody hits on my fucking door. My neighbor comes home and slams his door. You hear all of it. Well, I have to wait two hours for fucking gardeners because I waited till Friday again. Yes, I know you're all fucking mad. You're like, what the fuck, man? If you did it on Wednesday or Thursday, even Tanya, who's a listener in Canada, she's like, just a reminder, you have gardeners coming on Friday. Yes, I know this, but my brain, talk to my brain, man. My brain is just like, ah, yeah, Friday, right? Kick the can down the road. And this is weird. Like even it's happening this way. And I'm not even fucking joking. Physically, my body on Wednesday and 30, 30, 30, my Wednesday, Wednesday, 30, 30 for 30. My body on Wednesday and Thursday is changing to the point where it's like, I know it's work time. I know it's time to do some business. So my body kind of shuts itself down. and just like, ah, relax. Uh, why don't you just relax? Uh, and I sleep like I, I, I'll sleep eight, nine hours and then wake up and then I want to take a nap. And I look, that could be the fucking quarantine talking. I don't know. We're all trapped in our fucking businesses now. And everybody's got that bullshit. Like at seven o'clock, you're banging on pots and pans. Good for you. I, you know what I do on the beach in Normandy? I bang on my cover. There you go. Look, this is for the first responders. Clink, 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 whatever the fuck. Um, but again, I'm fascinated by anybody who can't do the things that I that I, I wish I could do. Any, any military guys. Good for you. You fucking join and, you, and I couldn't possibly... I, I couldn't dig a latrine. I couldn't. I couldn't hear choppers like radar. I couldn't. I couldn't cut open. I couldn't do meatball surgery. I mean, I could try it. 
I could probably cut somebody open. I just couldn't do the rest. <laughs> I got the opening. You know what? Make me that guy. Make me the incision guy. If, if you want to have me in a mash unit, make me, I'm the cut guy. Just I walk around with a scalpel, slice, slice. I slice everybody open. You guys do your surgery and stitch them the fuck up. That's me. I take my scalpel, I wash it off, and then I go outside and I try to find Hot Lips Houlihan and give her a smack. And I by a smack, I mean a that kind of a smack, a lip smack. I'm not going to hit her. Unless I spank her on the ass. You think Hot Lips is into that? Probably. Frank Burns is a pussy, right? Wasn't he a pussy? How the fuck does he get Hot Lips Houlihan? I guess it's respect for authority, but if you're going to do that, just fuck Henry Blake. But Henry Blake's got a wife, and he's like, ah, I'm not going to fuck Hot Lips Houlihan. Um, good Lord, that's mash content. That's 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 from the 80s. That's full-on 80s. Oh, I guess it went back to Normandy. You guys don't even know what the fuck that is, probably. Oh, like, yeah, you do. You're smarter than me. What the fuck? Everybody, everybody listening to the show is smarter than me. Believe me, I am... I, I, I'm an ant in the afterbirth. I'm just shouting from your, I'm way down here on the ground. I'm ankle high and I'm doing whatever. I'm inch high, private eye, ankle high, whatever the fuck. And I'm just yelling. And if you hear me, that's great. I'm t- and I, that's me because I'm podcasting in the world of giants. As we all know, uh, it is it is uh, an industry, a space that is now populated by the most popular entertainers in the world. I, I look, I, I, I talk about this all the time I and I shouldn't, but um uh, you know, I, everyone thinks now it's fun. It's funny to me to see these people who think they need to be doing a podcast. They think they need to be heard. Like I said, I saw a friend of mine make a pie the other day and literally film it. Uh, every time I go on Facebook and anytime I go on Instagram, it's somebody live broadcasting and look, I'm doing the same fucking thing. All right. I, I get it, but I've been, I've kind of been in this space for a while. So I feel like I, I belong here a little bit. Um, let me ask you this. I'm just going to ask cause I only saw five minutes of it. All right. Uh, <laughs> and don't, I have not forgotten about the Guatemalan teen. All right, don't worry. Right now, she's on the tarmac waiting to get thrown into the plane and sent off to Guatemala for machetes and bananas. Um, but, and, and look, Guatemala could be a lovely place. I've never been. What the fuck do I know about it? It's got a, it's got a cool-ass name. I'm going to say this. Guatemala is probably a cooler name than 40 of our 50 states. I think New York is a cooler name than Guatemala. I think Oklahoma is a cooler name than Guatemala. Uh, yeah, I, let's think about that. What are the 10 states that have better names than Guatemala? If we had a state named Guatemala, that sounds fucking awesome, right? Texas with the X. I like an X. I've always liked an X, but is New Mexico better than Texas? Uh, no, cause we stole New Mexico. We stole Mexico from Mexico. We can't just be New Mexico. What a bunch of dicks down there too, by the way, right? Mexico's like, Hey, we're Mexico. And you're like, Oh really? Guess what? We made a hatch chili cheeseburger and called it New Mexico. You fuckheads. That's right. We spit out Mark Marin and Walter White. Take that. You can't fucking handle our cultural title. And Mexico's like, fuck you, man. We're Mexico. You can't just do that shit. That's like if Mexico went, Oh yeah, well, fuck you. Uh, Ensenada is now new America. And America's like, hey, fuck off, man. We're American. Like, uh-huh, not anymore. No, sir. We are new, new America. We made a dumb cheeseburger with no green hatch chilies, and we've made new America. So take that, you fucking dicks. We're only eating Velveeta and fucking powdered milk on this island. New fucking America. Take that. Uh, senor, that's what they say. Uh, and then New Mexico's like, oh, don't blame us. And then the rest of the 40, the other 49 states are like, hey, this is your fucking fault, New Mexico. If you hadn't cribbed Mexico to be New Mexico, they wouldn't have cribbed America to be New America. And then everybody's like, oh, fuck off, man. And like, what if they're New America? Like, dude, oh, what a fucking Mexico. Here's what you do. Just to fucking troll us. Ensenada should be, which by the way, I don't even know if it is. Is it in Mexico? It is, right? It's a Mexican island. I don't fucking have any idea. <laughs> I'm just making shit up. But if Ensenada is a place... Like I'm, because I'm, I'm thinking about those places like Culiacan or whatever the fuck is that even a joint? I don't even know. Wasn't, oh no, that's the 
He didn't, he had a palace, right? Who in Kulia Khan's land? Oh, it's Kublai Khan. I, Rush taught me that. Look, if anything, Neil Pert has, has told me all I need to know about Kublai Khan and Kulia Khan. Uh, and Comic-Con. Don't get that twisted. That's all about fucking Neil Pert. He wrote a song about Comic-Con. <laughs> there is unrest in the forest. There is trouble with the cosplayers. For the Leia's want more sunlight and the huts won't pull their chain. All right. Uh, <laughs> or must pull their chain. Just pull their chain. How many slave Leas are there, right? There's got to be a billion at the cosplay outfit. And then look, I haven't got... No problem with that. I love seeing side thigh on a chick go all the way up to her fucking her waist and then side boob works too. I'd go, uh, there's, was there side boob in the Slave Leia costume? No, I guess it all depends on who's wearing it. Maitland Ward's going to wear it and you're going to see side everything. Holy fuck. You're going to see side boob, side thigh, and then give her the side eye because you're like, holy shit, I want to stare at her the entire time I'm here. But then there are other people who are just like, because again, cosplaying is not inherently sexual, even though the internet has sexualized it and certainly the people who do it can somewhat sexualize it. But then there are people who are just like, wee, I like Mighty Mouse. But then it'll be like some hot chick dressed like Mighty Mouse. You're like, holy fuck. I, I, dude, I never wanted to fuck Mighty Mouse in my entire life until this goddamn moment. Here I come to save the day. Uh, but then there are regular Mighty Mice who are just furious. They're like so mad. They're like, oh man, we're just, we're just fucking Mighty Mice. We're cooling out. We're here to save the world and fight a cat probably. But then you show up with your, you know, your Mighty Mouse with thigh gap. Nobody wants to see Mighty Mouse with thigh gap. Cape just comes down just so to the top of the ass crack. You get the fucking thigh gap on Mighty Mouse. Oh, dude, I gotta be, I look. I love thigh gap. I just do. It's not a deal breaker, but I love thigh gap. And I, I, if a mighty, if mighty mouse had it, I would check it out. I'm not going to lie to you. You could think, think of the most repulsive creature you possibly could possibly come up with. I'm going to have to say possibly in that sentence. I love thigh gap on the exorcist. I love it on Reagan. Literally Reagan. Why do I forget? If she's spitting green, she spins her. Look, I'm checking out her thigh gap. She spins her head all the way around and spits fucking green soup on me. And I own it. That's one face full of motherfucking pea green soup I got to take just to get a peek at that exorcist devil laden thigh gap. You're damn right. I want to see that fucking, I want to see the devil light shine through that thigh gap. Spider walk downstairs, baby. Let me take a look at that thigh gap in action. That's how I handle my business. Uh, anybody, if Godzilla had thigh gap, I'm like, whoa, check out the fucking thigh gap on Godzilla. Oh, they can't see it because he's got the tail. But if somehow Godzilla like grabs the tail and pulls it up and kind of gives you the bend over, give you a gupper shot. Holy shit. What if, is Godzilla a chick, right? I think so. If, if there's son of Godzilla, Godzilla had to have a baby. Did Godzilla lay eggs? Godzilla's got to be a chick. All right, now let's get, all right, let's talk about this now. If Godzilla's a chick, because I know Godzilla had son of Godzilla and there were eggs. So who fucked Godzilla, first of all? And second of all, uh... No, I'm, I'm good at first of all. Who fucked Godzilla? There you go. That's Let's solve that mystery before we go into... There's really no reason to go into a second of all. Honestly, the first question is, hey, who fucked Godzilla? And then if you go, and another thing. No, no, no other things. No, not at all. Go ahead and grab the reins on another thing because we need to know who fucked Godzilla. If there's eggs and a baby and, uh, and, and also, like I said, is Godzilla a chick? If Godzilla's a chick, that means she got railed by like a dude Godzilla who's somewhere. He and... Look, if you see Godzilla, if he comes rising, he or she, he or she, and I, them, they, him, her, she, us, we, them, uh, whatever the fuck, whatever Godzilla's pronouns are, if Godzilla emerges from the ocean and, and just starts fucking things up, like, you know, Japan, whatever's handy, just starts going to fucking work, uh, you got to think there's another Godzilla, right? You can't, nobody, nobody in their right mind is like, 
Oh, fuck, that's got to be the only giant radioactive lizard under the ocean, right? I mean, and then you find out it's got a kid. So then initially, like I said, you, you look, we're worried, first of all, that Godzilla's fucking everything up. And then we're worried that Godzilla's got a kid who's going to fuck everything up. But you have to, in your brain, you have to always be processing the fact that somebody fucked Godzilla and they're still out there. And again, we don't even know if this Godzilla is a chick Godzilla or a dude Godzilla, because like I said, it's not going to give you the thigh gap burger shot, although I'll take a burger shot from Godzilla. I mean, because I'm like, I'm not fucking picky. Give me a burger shot. It's quarantine. I don't give a fuck. I'm about to stick my dick in a jelly jar at this fucking point. Who cares? I bought those pineapple preserves. I was like, those would be tasty. Yeah, guess what? Now it's, it's just a fleshlight. It's just a tropical fleshlight. That's all the jar of pineapple preserves is at this point. I just fucking grab it and boom, boom, boom. Just whack the fuck out of it. <laughs> just leave a fucking perfect. You know, I'm just, I'm, I'm making it on my own fucking, uh, of, of, of like a dildo of my own cock, but out of pineapple preserves. It's just, it's just a perfect hole. And I will tell you this. You can only do that twice in a row before you get to stir it up again, because otherwise it loses all the friction. Then you're just banging your fucking cock into a pineapple preserve jelly hole that's just the same size as your cock. There's no friction. You got to fucking mix it up. Get that friction back. It's like it's like if you have a marriage after 10 years and you're like, oh, the magic's gone. Get a spoon. Mix it up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is awful. I was going to because here's the thing. I wasn't going to talk to you guys this week because I don't know if you've heard a Guatemalan teen will be deported by ice today. Um. <laughs> Oh, well, that's what I was saying. Fuck, you know what? I think Mexico should just fucking Ensenada or whatever the fuck. They should make Ensenada New America and they should troll us by making it just like a, a theme park of all of our worst shit. Like every fucking, all these fucking fat fucking neckbeard idiots and camouflage who are just carrying guns to the state houses and everybody who's like, ah, leave our land or the protesters who won't wear masks and shit. Just make New America just this fucking complete spoof on what America's become. That'd be perfect. Why did the Mexican government do that? They would sell tickets. It would be like when uh, like Disneyland came to France and Tokyo. Like Fran- French people would go to Mexico just to visit New America. And so, you know, you think, because literally New America is like, oh, French people think they're rude. And then we act like assholes. Just entitled motherfuckers. Literally, if you went to New America, like what would the, th- I don't even know if there'd be rides. There'd just be like restaurants, but uh, the Americans would like come by all the, like the, you know, those people who wander the park and they would just eat your food. And they would just sit down and ask you inappropriate questions. And if you're a woman, they would fucking hassle you and just try to whistle at you and stuff. Ah, terrible. What a place. See, I don't want to hate. <laughs> I don't want to hate everything. I really don't. I want to get back to liking things or at least thinking that I could possibly like things someday. But now, man, I don't know if you heard a Guatemalan teen will be deported by ice today. <laughs> yeah, I don't care. I have to be honest with you. I do not care. I wish I did. I wish I wish I had a kernel of sympathy or empathy. Well, fuck that. I have empathy for everybody. And fuck, I'm sad for a Guatemalan teen. But you can't, you can't come to me anymore. I'm, I'm, I told a story once on this show about my brother and I when we were fucking broke. We lived at a fucking rat hole hotel in Hollywood. And uh, JJ French from Twisted Sister lived there. It was a lovely place. And it's actually been gentrified now. It's like a nice fucking place. You go down, I've taken people who've come here when then we go on the Mike Schmidt tour and I go, this is where I couldn't make a left turn for seven minutes or whatever the fuck. And then I'll turn and then I'll go, that was the building we lived in. And they're like, it looks really nice. I'm like, yeah, it didn't. It didn't a long time ago. It literally had a Byzantine trail of roach powder along the fucking walls everywhere you went. And just think about that roach powder. 
Okay. Sprays and shit like that. That's fine. That was, that's, that's at least like current era stuff. Roach powder. That's just some bullshit that a guy in a zoot suit came in and put down. Right. That's just, that's just straight up 1930s. Some guy swinging a watch fob with an oversized jacket and shoulder pads just going, yeah, see, the boss said to put the roach powder down, see, and then he fucking sprinkled it all over. And I'm like, Hey, is this this might actually be DDT. Like, I don't even know if that still exists, but somehow this hotel has a fucking backlog of it and they use it to put roach powder down at every single fucking display. Um, but it was in every room. It was in every hallway. It was just this thin, not even thin. It was a thick fucking line. It looked like, give her caulk your window, but you put too much caulk in and then you're like, oh, I got to get that out. And then now it's fucking ruined because you try to use a putty knife and then it smears it all. And you're like, fuck, well, that's what this looked like. This roach powder was just a thick, thicker than a shoelace all along the fucking baseboards of every room, every fucking hallway. And I don't know what that like were roaches supposed to crash through it. Like high school football teams crashing through that fucking paper banner that their cheerleaders held. I don't fucking know. Was it this impenetrable poison berry they were supposed to walk through and then it would cling to their roachy legs and they would bring it back via roach thigh gap and they would spread it along everybody in the roach den? I don't, I, I don't, I'm not an exterminator. I don't know what the fuck the plan was. I don't even think there was a plan. Like I said, this was just DDT they had laying around. They're like, ah, who fucking cares? Because again, we were paying by the week in this joint. The week, the day. I remember that too. We could pay day or week rates. And then we were paying weekly rates. Ah, oh, my brother fucked me so hard. Took all my money when I sent it to him. And then he's like, oh, we don't have a place to stay. Duh, duh. Let's go to Roachtown. Duh. So I'm like, all right, great. Let's go to Roachtown. Giant black and white TV. That's where I had to watch Herschel Walker's debut as a Minnesota Viking. Can you believe it? I had to watch Herschel Walker's debut as a Minnesota Viking on a black and white TV in a, in a fucking roach-laden motel. God damn it. You think you've suffered, Guatemalan teen. I got a story for you. <laughs> oh, you're heading back to Guatemala today? At least you're getting a plane ride. I had to sit on a disgusting bed, uh, you know, at, at least on the bed, because Lenny was at work. If Lenny was there, he got out of the bed, and I had to sit in the chair, the rickety chair, the blast, the rickety chair, uh, and then watch fucking football on, like, a black and white gigantic console TV, one of those big squares, like the kind of shit they threw out of a window at the beginning of SCTV, just fucking old school awful. God. The kind of television that doubled as a coffin. You know what I'm talking about? Like that fucking big. Such a mess. What a terrible fucking place. What a terrible life. But I lived there because, again, we had no dough. But I told the story that when we lived there, uh, you know, you'd walk out and it's Hollywood, man. This is this was old school fucking Hollywood. Across the street was this fucking uh, terrible. I, I don't even know if it was a warehouse. It was a building. It was like eight stories. What are talking? Bands used to practice over there. They used to fucking practice. And they'd throw batteries and change people down to the ground. Jesus Christ, what a mess. Um, but one day we walked outside uh, and my brother, he smoked at the time, Lenny. And so he would have a cigarette and then like homeless dudes would walk up and they'd be like, hey man, can I get a smoke? Hey man, can I get a cigarette? Hey man. And uh, And one time he had a full pack. And he literally like took off the cellophane with that thing on the top, that little, that little fucking pull tab. And he pulls that out. And I, I mean, out of nowhere, dude, some dude just fucking emerges from the ground. He's like, Hey man, can I get a smoke? Cause he like heard the cellophane, the cellophane. I think the cellophane actually summoned him from the homeless zone, whatever fucking, uh, what are we? We're in the third dimension and the fourth dimension with the fifth dimension there with the mom and his and the pop is right in the age of Aquarius. So this guy had to be from like the fucking, I'm going to go the 11th dimension. That's what I say. 
and he came out of nowhere and he's just like, Hey man, can I get a cigarette man? And, uh, apparently he came from the 1967 dimension. Who's that guy? Hey man, can I get like a cigarette man? That'd be awesome, man. I like smoking, man. Hey buddy. <laughs> so he shows up. My brother's like, sure. And then you do that fucking thing with the pack of cigarettes where you're like, you know, you fucking smack it out or whatever. I guess the, cause you like them so round, so firm, so fully packed. I don't know. And so you do that. So you don't, so you don't waste one, one piece of the, of the, the ammonia that's, that's inside the ammonia laden weeds that you're about to suck into your fucking lungs. You want to make sure they're all packed in there. You can't possibly lose one scrap of that horrible, horrible nicotine. So, uh, Lenny pulls out a fucking smoke for the guy. He's like, here you go. And I'm not fucking joking. I don't know if it was just, they were drawn to acts of kindness. I don't know. Just out of fucking nowhere, these dudes just came shambling out of fucking, out of doorways and fucking sewers. It was like an escape from New York when it was feeding time and the crazies came out of the fucking sewer system. And they all just approached my brother and my brother keeps giving away cigarettes. He's like, all right, yeah, here you go. Yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. And at the end of it, I think he had one left, maybe. He gave away an entire pack of fucking cigarettes. And I'm just looking at him. He's looking at me just like, and we're both like, why? Why are we here? I don't, I don't understand it. Uh, and, uh, and I don't even remember why I was telling that. I seriously, I can't remember why that, that analogy came into my brain. Uh, you know why? You know why I can't remember? Because a Guatemalan teen has been deported or at least will be deported. Certainly probably waiting right now as we speak, as I speak. Are you speaking? Are you speaking to me at this time? Don't talk to me. Don't fucking try to talk to me unless you're answering my Godzilla questions. All these questions I got about Godzilla getting fucked and where she came from and the fucking burger shots, all that kind of stuff. Uh, the point is I wasn't planning on, I, I sat down here because I, I just, uh, and look, we're get, we're getting through this. We're all fine. Everything's fine. Um, is it fine? I don't know if it is. I, I really don't. It's not anymore, man. Nothing matters anymore. I just saw, I saw an ad. They were doing a thing on, on, on fucking CNN. They were doing it like a coronavirus town hall. All right, good. I don't even know what the fuck it could be. I'm scared of bugs, Anderson Cooper. What can I do about it? I mean, what what the, what are you doing? What what questions are you asking these idiots? Again, uh, who are they going to have on there? Coronavirus experts? There are none. Literally, even Fauci, the guy we're all supposed to fucking trust, Fauci and the scarf are still like, I don't know, man, stay in, I think. I saw a clip of Fauci from March where he's like, nobody wear masks. <laughs> Wait, what? Well, now it's like Fauci's like wearing a mask next to Trump. I'm like, wait, didn't you say we weren't supposed to wear masks in March? Like, what the fuck? And then I read people trying to explain literally both sides. There are people who think, uh, oh, Fauci said no masks and no masks. I guess he's lying because he's trying to control the populace. And I don't know if you know it's about mind control. And then, oh, my God, my freedom. Then you got the other people who are like, oh, hey, man, like you don't think Fauci's uh, thoughts on the matter evolved as he, he learned about the germ, which was evolving, man. Like maybe no masks in March, man. But here in May, man, we go with masks because Fauci understood that the germ cannot be pigeonholed or pinpointed or whatever the fuck I was going to say. And then I just think to themselves, you know, wait, maybe a mask is a good. Oh, my God. Stop. Shut up. Everybody shut up. Swear a mask or don't. Die or don't. I don't care. I, I just, I can't. I want to care. I want to. I wish I could be that guy, but I really don't. I was talking to a, a friend of mine the other day and she's like, um, yeah, you know, I know it's, it's really sad. And I, 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 you know, when you lose hope, I feel like that now. And I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm not sad. I just, I have no hope because I don't, I don't see any reason to have hope for these people who think that they want to go outside. I mean, look in Wisconsin, fucking Wisconsin opens up the bars and people are there in five seconds. 
eating, drinking Bloody Marys with hamburgers on top, whatever the fuck they used to do. Believe me, I lived there for a while, or not even, I was there all the time. But they 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 pride themselves on, on, on you know, honestly, and I, I got to be truthful, if any state in the union is, is fucking whacked up to the gills on poison enough to hold off the coronavirus, I'm going to go with Wisconsin. They are tanked, those motherfuckers. You know, they're, they're, there's half their blood is Pap's blue ribbon. So I got a feeling that those motherfuckers might be immune. We'll see. Like they're going to be the test case because they open all the bars and shit like that now. And, and I love that state too, by the way, what a fucking gorilla state that is like the governor wins democratic governor. And then the, all the fucking Republican legislatures like, yeah, let's vote to make sure the governor has no power. And then they did. And it worked. And then like the Supreme court is also a Republican. So they work with the legislature and the governor's just basically holding his gubernatorial dick. Staring around going, yeah, I, I thought this is a good idea, but I guess not. Oh, well, everybody go brewers. I mean, what the fuck does that guy do now? The fucking legislator and the, and the, and the fucking court are running the state. And so they open the bars. And again, I, I, I say this, it's going to sound terrible, but I say this to you guys now, uh, because I'm nothing if not truthful with you. I try to talk. And look, I know these will sound awful. These things I say will sound awful. You will not care for them. You will not enjoy them. You will not like them. And probably you'll be like, whatever, man, you should shut up, which is fine. I get that. But here's the thing. Um, and I put this out to you as a question. Like, I just throw it out to you because, I mean, and you might not be as as ruthless as me. You may not be as mercenary as me. You may not have as little hope for humankind as I do. Uh, cause I'm just, I literally Christ I'm, two years ago. I thought it was going to be children of men anytime soon. Like I, I, I thought it was happening and, and now sure enough, uh, it, it, it kind of is in a weird way. Like, isn't it, isn't it strange after watching? Cause look, when you watch act art, uh, when you watch works of fiction that predict the end of a society or the end of a civilization, do you think about how long the run-up was to the end of their civilization? And did they also have the privilege of watching the run-up to the end of their civilization? Do you think that happened? Like you take a movie like, uh, you know, cause they like in contagion, doesn't it happen super quick? Like Matt Damon's wife, whatever the fuck, somebody gets sick, she dies. And then all of a sudden there there's blockades and then guys in hazmat suits an outbreak. It's like uh, there's a monkey, a guy dies and then a town gets it. And then uh, all of a sudden Dustin Hoffman's on TV with a monkey and a phone number, right? Planet of the apes, uh, fucking a pilot gets a nosebleed and then everybody's dead. It's like, you know, all of a sudden that kind of thing. Cause movies can't give you the run up, you know, very few of them can, but, uh, but as you experience it, as you live it, as you sit here, especially because we've all been informed by previous works of fiction about the end of a civilization. So we're viewing this through the unique prism, actually through many unique prisms of previous civilizations being destroyed in record time. And this one just seems like a slog, right? Doesn't ours just seem like it's taken too long. I mean, if it was going to end, wasn't it going to fucking end? This is like the road. Actually, when I read the road and and it was, you know, it it actually takes place after whatever cataclysmic event set everything on, on its path. And, uh, and it just deals with the solitude, the quiet of a man and his son trying to stay alive. And that book fucking laid me out. It wrecked me that book. I was sobbing during that book. And I find myself now being, uh, strangely inured to, to what's happening. I I'm, I'm insulated. I'm not here, here's what I was going to say. And I, 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 I don't know whatever the fuck I'm just going to say it. Who cares? Cause you know me, I think 
Look, it's been 12 years. Some of you have been with me for 12 years. Some of you have been with me for 12 minutes. I don't know. But this is who I am as a guy, and it's the truth. Um, you know, I see these people running around without masks, and, they're, and they all say, hey, man, you know what? Sometimes you just got to, you know, the old people got to go, or you gotta, we got to trade some deaths for opening up the, the, the economy. And, hey, man, I, I absolutely want, I got to go out and have a, a fucking uh, Boilermaker at my local bar. So if it means your aunt needs to die for me to do that, then that's fine. That's kind of what it seems like. Um, and I, I take the bemused position where I just kind of sit back and I stroke my chin and I just think to myself, all right, well, and it's, it's, it's going to sound weird to even say it. Although you guys might, you, I hope you understand where I'm coming from and I will clarify after I say it. But honestly, when I see this, when I see people at the beaches in Florida and I see people at the bars, what I see is what contagion never showed us. You know what I mean? I see the stuff in the movie that we didn't get to see that led to the end of everything. And, uh, and I see these people at the beach and I see these people at the bars and I, I think to myself, well, I hope you die. I, I, and, and I know that sounds terrible. I don't really hope they die. I don't, I mean, I, inside of me, it's, it's, you're torn and it's the impetuousness and, and the immaturity and the childishness inside me and also the spitefulness inside of me. Because I feel that if you are selfish enough to think that you are more important than me and you are willing to go out and risk it and risk my life and risk the life of people perhaps you love, risking the life of people you've never met because you want to have soup bathed in the light of a neon old-timey 1920s sign while a basketball game plays on a TV? If that's worth it for you, if you if you think it's okay to risk not only your life, but the life of everybody you may come in contact with for the next 15 days, just because you had to have an, an awesome blossom, then die, motherfucker. Die. And uh, that might sound complicated and it might sound ruthless and it might sound sad and terrible and, and it's... Again, as I've said, I can't commit to it fully because I also, I don't want people to die. I'm like, look, I'm, I'm being a grown up about it. I want, you know what I want? I want, because this is another thing, the disingenuousness of them saying, oh, you just, for political reasons, you want this to go to November so you can have the election. No, no, I don't, like I said last week, if the cure was in Trump's balls, I'd blow him and spit it in your mouth. All right. That's, that's just the way it works. I don't fucking, I don't like this any more than you do, man. They just extended the shelter in place order in California for three more months, three more months. So that's till the end of, let's see, May, June, July, that's still August 1st. And uh, in addition to that, they also canceled the entire Hollywood Bowl concert season for the summer. They canceled the whole LA County fair, which runs till the end of August. Okay. So. When they say shelter in place is going until August 1st, that doesn't mean that everything's fine on August 1st. That means in the middle of June or July, they're going to go ahead and sit down and see what happens. And they could extend it again until fucking October 1st. What we're all hoping is that they can go ahead and take it off by July 1st or even June 1st, which is not going to happen because that's two weeks. But if you have confused yourself into thinking that my choice to rely on science and safety and err on the side of caution, either a makes me a pussy or B uh, makes me weak or C makes you think that I'm rooting for this disease in some way. Well, you're incorrect. However, 
It's easy for me to root for the disease when I see people spitting in its eye. I almost it's almost like that thing where you're rooting for the bad guy in a western. You know, when he when he walks into a fucking saloon and some guy like talks a bunch of shit. <laughs> Look at that guy. What's wrong with that stupid hat? <laughs> we don't wear black hats around here, mister. Only villains wear black hats. And then the fucking guy goes, yeah, well, maybe I'm a villain. And he just fucking guns him down. Good. Good for you talking shit at the bar. You deserve to get a fucking lead salad from the villain who walked in in a black hat. Mind your business. Drink your fucking old panther and leave this fucking guy alone. But all these ass fucks tempting fate and shouting into the void and, and saying it's okay if I get sick or I'm willing to fight. I'm willing to risk my life or, you know, I, this is another thing I love is those people are like, Hey man, if I die, I die. Oh, really? What, how little do you have going on in your life that you're okay with the possibility that you might die because you want to go back to work? Jesus, fuck. Don't you have kids? Don't you have one other person you care about? Don't you have anybody else you love that you could turn to? Think about it. Think about the statement. Hey, man, if I die, I die. We've all got it. We're all going to die sometime. Fuck your bullshit video game. Oh, yeah, I'm ready to throw myself on a grenade for everybody. It's the stupidest fucking thing in the world. These people always talk like that shit. And then if I, the second they had to battle real death, they'd be fucking freaking out. Trump this week says we're warriors. Hey, man, we're warriors. You guys are warriors. These great doctors and nurses are throwing themselves at this disease like soldiers throwing themselves at bullets. And I think it's a beautiful thing. Really? I think it's a fucking tragedy. I think you let this fucking happen. And I think if anybody should be throwing themselves in the path of this fucking germ, it should be you, you fuck. Because your ridiculous fucking scary ass Cheeto bottom of the Cheeto bag fucking face would scare the shit out of everybody. And maybe it scared this germ back to wherever the fuck it came from warriors throwing themselves at the fucking bullets. And because that's what they fucking want you to do because they see you as fucking expendable. They see you as chattel. They see you as cannon fucking fodder. And I've talked about this for weeks. I know I keep repeating it and I don't mean to, but it's what's in my brain and it's what we're all thinking. You knew when school shootings happened and people were able to negotiate it and put it aside, they'd be like, oh yeah, no, it's only 30 people. I mean, and then they came out with those things where they wanted to arm teachers or teachers should. They, this is the thing I always heard was they're like you in the case of a shooting in a, in a school or in a theater or in a restaurant, you should run at the gunman because it like will it'll disorient them. It'll freak them out. So you come right at them and and whoa, 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 it'll buy time for everybody. Whoa, 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 whoa. Fuck you, man. I didn't I didn't leave my house to die for a fucking pizookie. What the fuck? Some guy pulls out a gun at BJ's. I'm going to do what I can to get the fuck out of there. If I'm behind him, maybe, maybe I hit him with one of their comically oversized beer steins, but the odds of that are bad because I didn't order a beer. I've often fantasized in my head what I would do. Hey man, would I be the guy to charge a guy? Would I take him down? Would I be the guy? Well, and you think about it, you're like, why? Now look, I want to help people as much as I can. If there's a kid in the way, I'll scoop it up and run it out to the street with me. If there's a woman, I'll throw myself over her maybe and drag her the fuck out. Yeah, that's that maybe doing a lot of work in that sentence. But anyway, I would do what I could to be as helpful as I can. But if some guy pulls out an AR-15 and starts ventilating people at the fucking Fridays, I, I got news for you. There's I, me and my garlic breadsticks are out the fucking door. I don't think I won't grab the breadsticks only only for the photo op. Only when the fucking guys come. If I survive, I want to be the guy, the guy outside eating fucking skins. I want to eat potato skins in the parking lot. And they're like, what the fuck are you doing here with potato skins? Hey, man, I grabbed them on the way out. What the fuck? I don't know how long this is going to take. Jesus Christ. But that's the thing. They expect you to do things that you're not built for that you didn't you didn't train for that you have no interest in i got no interest in look no offense all right i'm podcast jenkins 
I'm I'm Steve Comedy, all right? I, I'm not saving your life at a restaurant. I'll, I'll think about it, certainly. I like to think we all have that fantasy. I would go charging in with a light brigade. I would hold my saber high above my head and hope that my hat was not winged off of my mutton-chopped face as I tackled you to the ground, sir, and disarmed you in the name of America. Fuck off. That's happening? Please. Um, you will never see me run faster than if there's bullets and gunshots ringing out in a fucking place I'm eating. I, I don't understand this. This hero fetish that people have. Oh, I'll tell you what, I'll put that fucking guy down. I, I don't have a gun, but I tell you, I carry a pen knife. I tell you what, eh, good enough for the Swiss Army, good enough for me. I tell, I'll, I'll crawl under tables and I'll stab him in the foot. I'll stab him right in the foot, just like that Patricia Arquette did in True Romance. And he'll yell to the sky. And then he'll drop that gun and I'll pick it up and I'll mow him down like you wouldn't believe. Holy, I'll cut him like a law and I'll cut him in half. He'll be there and I'll tell you what, I'll look him right in the eye and I'll say, I did that for America and everybody else that was in here eating. And I'll tell you what I'll do is I'll go ahead and I'll get myself a Caesar salad while I wait for the police to show up. I'll go out. I'll watch him bleed out while I eat a Caesar. That's a Caesar bleed out. That's what I call that. That's my special move. Crawl on the ground, Swiss Army knife to the foot, yowl and grab the AR-15, cut him in half with a hail of bullets, and have a Caesar salad while I wait for the cops to show up. That's a Caesar bleed out. Uh, <laughs> fuck off, man. Fuck your cosplay fantasies that you're going to save anybody's fucking life in a restaurant. Some dude shows up with a gas-powered rifle, and look, I don't, hey, look, I don't know the workings of it. I don't know what the fuck it means, what gas-powered rifle is. I don't know. I know AR-15 because I know that's the, that's, that's the weapon of choice for every fucking noodle brain who goes into a place and fucking mows people down. So that's why I'm commenting on it. I don't give a fuck. So, hey, look, some guy could have a musket. I'm, I'm probably not going to charge him. I bullshit. I go the other way. If there's a musket, I'm fucking you up. I'll even take a musket blast. I'll let you shoot me. Here's a deal. You come into, uh, tell me where you're going to be. You want to go to a musket shoot. You tell me. Now, just to give me time to eat my entree. I'll show up. I'll eat my entree. You show up at the musket. I'll stand up and let you shoot me once with the musket in a, in a leg, a leg or an arm. And then I charge you. You can put a musket ball in there before I get to you. That's one musket ass whooping I'll take. But if not, I get to you and I will fuck you up musket style. I'll fucking take it. I'll spin it. I'll crack you in the fucking head with it. You will go down like a fucking redcoat Hessian in fucking Boston in, in 1741. I'll fucking smoke you, baby. You'll be laid the fuck out. Just eat all your brown bread out of your pack. I'll call fucking Cornwallis and tell him I fucking stomped your ass. Took your musket and I had a fucking big ass frosty pink lemonade right after I did it, you fuck. These people who are telling me to go f- save a life, do this. Well, you're warriors, man. Just charge right at the bullets and shit. Again, AR-15s will cut you in half. They will shred you. They will literally cut you in half if if they if you fucking stand in the way and they they line up correctly or whatever the fuck. Who's gonna do that? But they expect it. They think that that's a good way for you to die as a teacher. Like you went to school and you learned how to teach kids and educate them. So and also. Look, man, if you ever had a parent-teacher conference and a kid's parent was mean to you, that's got to sap your will to save your class's life in the face of a fucking school shooter, right? If a fucking school shooter bursts into the fucking classroom, all right, in your brain, you're like, fuck, I could tackle this guy. But remember when fucking Jaden and Kalen's mom came in and told me that I wasn't doing a good job and I need to give them an A next time instead of a B plus? you know what? I wish they had targets on their shirt. Hey, take Jalen and Caden first. Their mom's a fucking cunt. Like, I mean, really, you, what else do you do in the face of this mess? You're supposed to, they, they expect us all to dive in. I don't get it. 
So when I say, like, I hope these people die, like, I I mean it and I don't mean it. Nobody wants anybody to die. I want this fucking thing to end today, tomorrow, yesterday, man. Fucking end it. But at the same time, quit acting. How come we're only all in this together when it's something we can't beat? You ever thought about that? How come we're all in this together only when it's a time where the people who are in charge are suffering or going to pay the price? Then we're all in this together. Then we're all Merkins, and then it's all red, white, and blue, and stars, and let's do this, man. Let's save this planet, and I can't believe you got to save the country, not the whole planet, just America. Good. That's great. That is when we're all in this together. But other than that, man, hey, I got mine. Fuck you. Hey, man, those are my kids. You you dive in front of that gun, and you die. My kids didn't, they, they're not supposed to die. You die. You're a teacher. You're an authority figure. You're supposed to die for them. No, you're not. You're fucking not. None of us are. Doctors are supposed to help people, not be the first people who die because they get in a, inadequate equipment to help people and keep them from dying. You know what's going to happen when the guys who are charged with keeping people alive and saving their lives all of a sudden start dying en masse? There'll be nobody left to save those lives. And then what? We're going to take out medical students. We're going to find, uh, you know, are we going to call other countries for help? Hey, could you send some doctors over from Jakarta? No, I'm sorry. Everybody's dying because of uh, the same shit that you're dying from, motherfucker. Go ahead and fix your own bullshit. You know, they kicked out Chinese scientists. They kick out everybody. They fucking, uh, it's just, it's just, and look, I'm talking in circles. I get it. All right. I, I just, I'm so tired and overwhelmed by the news. I'm so they just, they entrust me to save people. They're like, I, I, and like I said, I see these people at the beach or I see these people yelling on the fucking street corners. And I, I think to myself, well, you know what? Die, man. I, I, you know, cause there, cause now we do this. We get the fucking revenge porn stories of, you know, Cynthia Lewis felt that the coronavirus was false and said she would trust in her Jesus on social media. Now she's dead. And her family has started a GoFundMe for her burial funds. And I'm like, again, there's the schadenfreude of, ha ha, you died because you were fucking stupid and you were trying to ruin everybody else's life by giving them bad advice. But at the same time, her daughters didn't know that she was a fuckhead. So I can't root for her to be fucking dead. No, am I going to give a dollar for her fucking funeral? Probably not. Do me a favor, throw her in the ditch and burn her with the rest of these fucking victims or where it's going to be in the next fucking three years if this thing doesn't go away. Because I don't want when it rains for her fucking essence to somehow get soaked into the lawn and then that gets released into the air and then the bees carry it and some mosquito gets it and he fucking bites me. Nobody wants that. Uh, I don't know, man. I just, Friday, I was in my car and... uh I was texting my, my buddy Justin and I got a message and it was a news message from Apple because uh, er, earlier that day we had heard that Pence's assistant had it and like Trump's valet got it. And and by the way, things have gone horribly awry. If I can say he got it, she got it. And you know exactly what I'm thinking of. You, I don't need to explain to you. I don't need to clarify or qualify what I'm talking about. Yeah, did you hear? He got it. Tom Hanks got it. Fuck. Idris Elba got it. You know exactly what I'm talking about. And that's when things have gone off the fucking rails. But we heard Pence's fucking assistant got it, who was Stephen Miller's wife. We heard Trump's valet got it. But then I got in my car 
And I got a bulletin and it just said, Ivanka Trump's personal assistant tests positive for coronavirus. I took a screenshot and I sent it to Justin. And I, and I think I even typed getting closer because I saw somebody type that on Twitter, getting closer. And uh, Justin was like, well, good. Hopefully she fucking gives it to him, I think. I'm trying to remember. Yeah, something like that. And I just wrote to him. I go, look, you know what? Here's what I hope. <laughs> now, this is going to sound devious and terrible. And I know this. And your, your guys could turn you off. You might be angry at me. Fine. Um, but literally when I heard it, there, there was the animal response in me was, no, you know what? I hope it takes her because I want him to have to deal with the pain of that loss because the only thing he cares about in this world. And I truly believe this other than himself is her. That's it. And even so, I, I don't know if he would fucking Martin Sheen in, in uh, the dead zone and, and hold and hide behind Ivanka. If a guy showed up with a gun, I don't fucking know. I don't know. He's a coward. Uh, but the only thing it appears that he has ever really cared about, like I've talked about this before, Don Jr. and Eric, those fucking guys, he doesn't give a shit about them. Tiffany, I don't even know if she gets to use the name anymore. Baron, they've got him hidden some fucking place. But she's his pride and his fucking joy. She is his his statue. And here's my favorite part about it, too. He talks about she's hot, she's this, she's that. Dude, she's surgically created. Like, this is a guy who's all about genes and the perfect genes and all this shit. Well, she's had fucking facelifts and a tit job and everything else. They they created whatever image there is of her. Like, I, I and I'm not saying, oh, she's not hot or she's not attractive or she's not any of these things or she wasn't before. I'm not body shaming. Those were her choices and that's fine. But it makes me laugh that he essentially holds her up as this ideal of Aryan beauty and intelligence when she's man-made. But she's got his genes in him, so to him she's perfect. So I I genuinely thought, you know what, that 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 would be the punishment he deserves. If he ignored it and eighty six thousand people or whatever the fuck were dead and he just kept acting like he didn't care and talking about Joe Scarborough as a murderer and let's investigate this and that and the other fucking thing, and then if she got it and died, he'd have to he'd have to wake up, right? I mean, he might, it might drive him to do something even crazy. Like, he, you know, nuke somebody, nuke China, whatever the fuck. He'd, he'd make it personal is what he would do. Just like fucking George Bush. They came after my dad and fucking attack Iraq and ruin everything in the fucking world. Six million people die as a result of you thinking your dad was in trouble because Saddam Hussein wanted to kill him, even though there was never a fucking chance of that, you dumb fucking hillbilly. You brush clearing, fucking weird painting making, Michelle Obama handshaking cocksucker. Why aren't you in fucking jail? Jesus Christ. You know what I mean? We 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 gave them all a break. We didn't put any of these fucking guys in jail. Bush should be in the fucking Hague. Cheney too. Liz Cheney this week came out and she's like, Dr. Fauci's an expert and we should listen to him. And I'm like, hey, I don't fucking care what you have to say at all. You fucked Dick Cheney. That gives me uh, all sorts of red flags about your judgment, you fuck. Or is Liz the daughter? I don't even fucking know. Dude, get fucked. Just oligarchs, just these, this fucking, and I mean that sincerely, whether they're voted in or whatever the fuck it's an, it's an oligarchy. They do whatever the fuck they want. 
Yesterday, Rick Bright is giving a testimony and he's like, hey, man, he literally used the phrase the darkest winter of our existence, I believe he said is coming. And then some dude is like, well, I, sir, find it. And this, I love when they throw sir in a million times, too. They're like, sir, I, sir, I have a question, sir. I believe, sir, that you, sir, were thinking about, sir, sir, shut up. And then the guy's like, hey, I find it interesting that you're uh, being paid. Whenever anybody says, I find it interesting, fuck you. That's a Facebook fucking tell. That's some bullshit argument that they pull over there where they're just like, hmm, well, I saw some, I was reading something very interesting the other day. Uh, and then you you call them on it and they go, I'm just asking questions. You're not asking questions. You know exactly the fuck you're doing. Same fucking people with the Georgia thing last week were like, well, uh, I'm waiting for the story to come out. I shut the fuck up. You're waiting for the story to come out. It's America, the land of snap judgments. Make one or shut the fuck up. Oh, and I love that we all have, we have to wait for the story to come out when it's the white guy who's in trouble. The fuck out of here, man. But sure enough, man, you know, these, these, these situations you find yourself in where you think to yourself, I, you know, because it goes against your better nature. I'm, I'm empathetic. I, I, I want nothing but good things for the planet and the people who are good. But these these oligarchs, Rick Bright, like also I was gonna say Rick Bright, the dude fucking he's like, sir, I find it hard to believe that uh, you're being still paid by the United States government and you could somehow muster the strength, even though you have uh, meningitis, whatever the fuck, some disease. He's like hypertension, hypertension. And you could still come here and testify on this day. Like, why can't you do your job when you're being paid by the United States government? So much money. But now you come here and sit in a chair and talk to us. Well, it seems weird. If you if you're that ill, maybe you should stay up, whatever the where they're trying to paint him like a fucking layabout. Like he's like he's on the dole, you know, he's taking money from the government. They always try to spin it in some weird welfare way. Like, oh, I can't believe you've let go of your own bootstraps and still taking your salary, even though you have hypertension. Yeah, because that's what they think of you. They think of you as a fucking a, a cog in the machine. And when you're worn down, you're not good anymore. They throw you away, man. They're not going to send you money. That's why they're trying to take your social security money. They don't want to give anybody fucking welfare. They don't want to bail us out. This third fucking bill from the house, they, they, they had a $10,000 relief of college uh, payments and then they took it on already arguing amongst themselves. Democrats, they did, you know, Democrats are going to step on their dick here and blow this. They're going to fucking blow it. They could have hung this around his neck like a fucking anvil and dropped him into the fucking ocean. They're going to drop this whole pandemic and everything other fucking thing around Trump. But instead you got Biden hiding in the basement and releasing out these pot shining videos. And also this thing where they're trying to appeal to kids. There's like memes of Biden eating ice cream with the sunglasses, the deal with it and all the bullshit. Now they're going to put a fucking Biden hologram at fucking in Fortnite or whatever. The, what are you doing, man? Can we get back as a country to being serious in the face of serious things? We've got this fucking knucklehead being unserious in office now for years, for years now. It's an embarrassment. You see Angela Merkel, you see even Bolsonaro, who's a fucking strong man, at least has the appearance of a president. He's a fuckhead, but he's a president. Trump today, I'm telling you, I'm recording this now. Trump, they, they introduced the flag for the Space Force. The flag, they made a flag. We, a crafting project. The Space Force is real, folks. We're, we can't handle Earth. This has to be some bullshit between Peter Thiel and Bezos where they're like, look, we've got to go to the moon and build a house like this fucking planet is dead. We have strip mined this fucking thing. Let's get the fuck out of here. That's the only way we're going to space. You know, they, they shut down the space program when it was making progress, trying to find ways to cure disease and studying the way plants grew and all those things. Yeah, that shit was interesting because it it promoted human life. But now 
Now they're just like, we can colonize another planet. Yeah, because you fucking turn this one into a husk, you fucks. And also, it's all these 80-year-old dudes. How quick do you think you're going to colonize the moon, you fucks? It's never going to happen. But they, they somehow they're doing it. Space Force. We're going to keep us safe from space, whatever the fuck. And like I mentioned last week, the UFOs are out there. I, I hope they laugh the, at the fucking... I literally... I right now I hope there's like fucking Kang and Konos or whatever the fuck the guys from the Simpsons uh, the aliens the fucking the the dudes from fucking Close Encounters the beep 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 boo, those fucking dudes I hope they're just look, all of them like uh, they all have a community television and they're watching it on their ships and they're just laughing their asses off at us coming up with a fucking flag a flag literally cuz like we were like ah space force keep us safe from the villains in space when the monsters come with their cookbook and Richard Keel is there as well with a giant head, we're going to keep us safe with a flag. <laughs> we're going we're gonna, to, you know what? They're going to make that flag six feet, two inches long. So Trump can hide behind it when the fucking aliens come. That's the only reason he wanted the flag. Uh, let me ask you something. Uh, is there a, could you make a suit made out of the flag material so I could climb in it and blend into the flag itself so they would not see me as they were ransacking the planet? What do you got to lose? Space Force. Erwin Mainway fucking Nathan Thurm motherfucker. God damn it. Space Force. They put out the flag and then Trump is talking. He's like, we have a missile. I call it a super duper missile. Oh, do you? (laughs) You have to laugh at these assholes. I mean, they're killing the planet. They killed all of us. All right, they've already, they've already, our death sentence has been released. Okay, we all get this. You kind of laugh at these fuckheads on the way out, don't you? I mean, the, the super duper missile, is that, is that what we're doing? Is that going to scare the Russians now? That's the equivalent of painting the scary faces on the planes in World War II. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> the super duper missile. And, and here's another thing we did. We painted, we painted a big muscly arm on the side. So it's the last thing they see when it blows up at, at fucking atmosphere. <laughs> the super duper missile. Get fucked. You ridiculous goddamn. You know, literally the only thing Trump knows about space force is because he wants to build a Johnny rockets on the moon because the name works. Fuck you, you idiots. <laughs> Unreal, man. Fucking Trump. Trump. You, uh, I can't. I can't anymore. But you got to laugh at these fuckheads. You absolutely have to because it's just it's just getting stupider every day. You you can't. And, and that's what I said. I I. I, I, I'm, you know what? I think I'm going to give up on the news for a week. I really am. Like, are there are these books I want to read and my, I keep threatening to do this. And then I, it's like those people who are like, my brother's good at this. My brother's like, I'm through with Facebook. I'm being shadow banned and I'm fucking leaving. I'm going to whatever me, we, or whatever. There's some, all these other fucking social media bullshit. And his friends will be like, good, good on you. That's a good thought. You know, absolutely. An hour later, he's posting. He posts some meme or some bullshit about the Democrats or some stuff he hates. And it's just like, oh boy, well, I'm glad you were able to kick the habit. This is a fucking drug. Social media is a drug. Twitter's a drug. Facebook is a drug. Instagram's a drug, man. I'm on them all. I'm on them all the time. I, I read Twitter. I, re, I read it constantly like a book. And I think at least for a week, I think I'm going to take some time off. There's some stuff I want to read. Let's have a book club. I'll tell you what I'm going to read this week. I'm going to order from Amazon. We'll see when it gets here. 
Uh, I'm going to read the Ken Shamrock biography because I'm not, I'm not got fighting on the braid. I'm back into that. So I'm going to read that probably. There's a, there's a few. Th- I hope you don't care. Nobody gives a fuck about my book club. Nobody gives a fuck about any of it. But I'll do this show next week and I'll do Twitch streams pretty much every day. And and let's just laugh fucking together until we're on it. Until, until it's over. Until it's over. Because it's over. I, I know it sounds stupid. And I don't mean like, oh, we're all going to be eating each other in the streets anytime soon. This is This is more of a... This is more of a slow burn. (laughs) Like I said, I never in my life envisioned that I would be watching the end of a civilization anywhere but on a movie or television screen. But it broke me this week. I've been breaking slowly and steadily, and I I think I need to pay less attention to this stuff. Which is crazy because then we won't have a show out of me because what else do I fucking talk about? And it's funny to me that it wasn't even the virus. It wasn't even the Space Force. It wasn't even this Prince Planet motherfucker telling me that we've got a super duper missile. It wasn't any of it. I finally decided that I had overdosed on the news. I finally decided when I saw the sentence, a Guatemalan teen will be deported by ICE today. Because in reality, that should be something I'm upset about. In reality, that's, that, that is something that I should absolutely be concerned with. And I should have empathy and hope for that person that whatever journey they wind up taking, whether they are saved by a court order or they're sent off to Guatemala, whatever, I, I can only hope that they have the best of lives ahead of them and they can stay safe. And I, but I just don't, I, I see it as words. It's just, it's just a pile of words. There's no person in that sentence. A Guatemalan teen will be deported by ICE today. And also even the, even the aggressive wording of it, it, it it's all it's missing is, and what are you going to do about it? Nothing. Because I can't do anything about anything. There are people in this country dying from an invisible disease. I can't fix that. There's a government of people elected, elected officials who don't give a flying fuck about the people and are doing everything they can to fucking bang this country out the back door. And what am I going to do about it? Nothing. The quote unquote opposition party has marshaled up a fucking cognitive disabled grandfather to be their standard bearer. And they're trying to force feed him to young people and put him in young people's situations, thinking that they'll relate to him in some way. When in reality, no, no, nothing. Joe Biden's name might as well be pop pop. When you see him, he, he looks like he should be handing you Werther's originals and then sitting on a bench feeding pigeons. And they're expecting him to take over what is ostensibly the strongest nation in the world. I won't call us the leader of the free world anymore because I don't see us as being that. I think we've abdicated that responsibility. All you can do is watch it happen. All we can do is watch it unfold. And all we can do for this country, for this world, for the people we love, for our neighbors, for our friends, for our kids, for our parents is hope. All we can do for the Guatemalan teen who will be deported by ICE today 
is hope. But do we have any hope left? And I'm not even talking enough hope left to cover all of those bases. Do we have any? It's all we can do to hope that ourselves, we, when we get up in the morning, can take a shower, can shave, can eat, can take care of ourselves, can put on our mask, whatever we need to fucking do. I'd love to worry about the jackboots of ice sending a Guatemalan teen off into the fucking strange and unknown. But I've got to worry about the guy next door who thinks it's a good idea to not wear a mask and possibly sneeze my demise right into my face. I'm finding it hard to do these. I don't find it hard. I mean, I could talk all the fucking time. I think that what I'm saying is just reinforcing how we're feeling. And I don't want to be that again. I'm fucking, I'm, I'm fucking Charles comedy. That's who I am. I'm Bobby laughs, but we're all living the same life. And I will try to find different ways to bring it to you. Uh, I try to be as funny as I can. And I don't, I don't know if you if ranting is working, I don't know if bitching is working because we all do that. We all have that in our lives. We all sit, we stare, we wonder, we hope, we think, and we, we all dream of what it's going to be like when this is over. And I find myself mired a lot in this is never going to end. Rather than dreaming of what it's going to be like when it's over, I, I think to myself, man, this is never going to end. And I don't know if you need that in your entertainment right now. I don't know if you need me to to be just yet another millstone around your neck. When you turn on the news, you turn on fucking social media, anything, even your friends, family members who might support the wrong guy or, or, or let's put it this way, not even support the wrong guy. Just disagree with your take on things. But, uh, but I, I will keep talking into a microphone and, and hope it lands somewhere. Uh, and like I said, if you bail, I guess I get it. You know what I mean? Because I'm not exactly bringing a message of hope (laughs) and maybe you're looking for uplift. And if you are, there's plenty of shows that are out there that will do that for you. I'm sure. Uh, but if you're still on board, I'll be here. Whether it's ending or not. You guys can get me at Mike at MikeSchmidtComedy.com. You guys can be my friend at Facebook.com slash the 40-year-old boy. You can follow me at Twitter.com slash the 40-year-old boy. I'm at Instagram and Snapchat at Mike40YOB. Why wouldn't you find me there? Of course you would. I'm there lurking. I'm also on TikTok. I've never opened the goddamn thing. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, I can't learn a dance. I'm too old to learn a dance. I'm too fat to learn a dance. I'm actually, I'm doing an experiment with my body now. It's like the first two months I lost 60 pounds. Now I've put it all back on. Maybe I make a quarantine challenge to see how fat I can get. Maybe I just fucking just expand, man. I just fucking, I go violet Beauregard fucking blueberry. And then, uh, and then when the quarantine ends, I'm like, all right, now we work it off. Rocky style. Let's play the Rocky. Uh, who knows? But find me at Instagram and Snapchat, Mike40YOB. I'm there. Find me, please. Our buddy Ryan Dirks, he's uh, he's that guy. Does uh, all the uh, web stuff for us. You can find him at Facebook.com slash Ryan Dirks. He's our friend. 
staying alive during quarantine. And our buddy David Hernandez is out there. David Mex Hernandez. He does all the music and all of the artwork for this show. You can find him at uh, facebook.com slash David Mex Hernandez. Be his friend. Peruse his photos. Look at the artwork that he's done for this show. The artwork he's done for the Westside 86 Jokers page. And you'll see really, really good stuff. Uh, he's been putting up also, if you become his friend at facebook.com slash David Mex Hernandez. Every week now he's putting up one or two clips of himself singing in his house. And uh, doing amazing work. Really, really great stuff. You, uh, you've heard him here. But now you can actually see him singing in case you thought I was the, like I had invented a Mex character and I was doing all the singing. Oh, no, I will tell you, no, that is not what's happening. Our buddy David does it all. So go to Facebook.com slash David Mex Hernandez. He's also got a closed group you can join. This is dumb. That's dumb. You're dumb. I'm dumb. You send him a note. He sends you some questions. You answer them like a human being. And then you're in the group. Look at that. Everybody's in the group and having fun. Uh, he's got all sorts of characters he's created all sorts of artwork he's done for that page he's done artwork for me and if you want to hire him to do stuff you can uh, check out all the styles that he works in he can work in oils he can work in watercolors and look he doesn't just do caricatures and small cartoons he can do full on paintings Uh, I've seen his work on listeners walls it's fucking incredible and if you want something done just reach out to him and ask him and he will answer you honestly and he will quote you a price that I'm sure you can deal with and uh Whatever price he quotes you, not going to be enough because the guy does fucking astonishing work. And when you get it, you're going to go, fuck, I would have paid double. I guarantee you would have. So uh, so get in touch with the guy. Facebook.com slash David Mex Hernandez. Or you can check his website to see uh, another variety of the work that he's done. Go to his website right now. As a matter of fact, I, I'll wait. I don't know if I should wait. What if I did? What if I waited the rest of the show? Ah, we're late already. <laughs> I'm going to go. <laughs> you know what? I'll tell you this. We're not just late. We are super duper late. <laughs> What a fucking Johnny Neutron doof, fucking doofus. Oh, my God, what an idiot. He's the dumbest. They can't even argue. He's the dumbest in the world. Uh, I can't wait. So I'll tell you what. Go to his website, Art by DMH Scott. Uh, blah, blah, screwed it up. Go to his website, our buddy David Mex Hernandez, artbydmh.com. That's A-R-T-B-Y-D-M-H dot com. <laughs> Hi, welcome to the Dynamic Small Business Conference. Names, please? Calm your tongue, Laos! I am Yi, loyal minion of Thorgar, the most brutal of Shai Khan's generals. A vicious beast whose name is on the lips of all terrified children, and with good reason. He comes to them in the night, filling their soft, unformed brains with the deafening screams of their own mothers, naked and staked to the ground, writhing in agony as each of their slimy orifices is filled to bursting with legions of blood termites! Thorgar, Thorgar, here you are. Silence! Your feeble meanderings mean nothing to one such as us! Why, if there were ten less people in the lobby of this Hilton Garden Inn, Thorgar would have already thrust his infected fist into your gaping maw and down your bloated gullet, his rapier-like talons ripping their way through your entrails and exiting through your pulsing, contaminated scrotum! Terrific! Just grab your name tags from the table and... Uh... You dare give the Guardian of Purgatory instructions? The unholy horror of souls has defiled many conferences and is well-versed in the rituals of each! Your inconsequential gathering is no different from the last! Let's see... Andrews... Baker... Faust... Faust... Faust! Thomas Faust! Yes, that's what it says right here. Make yourself vermin! 
Ben? It was heralded in Luciferian scripture that the abortion known as Tom Faust would one day return to plague my master. For 12,000 nights, the keeper of all of Hell's keys has devoured infants in all dimensions, crushing their skulls between his powerful jaws, uttering the name of Faust through gurgling blood-stained lips. Faust was always just out of his profane reach. The holy barrier constructed by the Archangel Gabriel had thus far kept him from our grasp. But now, now it appears the hour of reckoning is nigh. Faust! Yes, Master, he should have stayed in London, but his return here to Cincinnati, Ohio, has left him vulnerable to our whims, and our whims are many. The depraved ones, Kilo Nine Tons, will flay the flesh from his wretched bones, and after each stroke leaves him writhing in shuddering agony, his pathetic frame will be lowered into a boiling cauldron filled with the cum of a thousand fiends. He will have the obscene pleasure of watching himself be eaten alive by Amit herself. Then, once the devouring is complete, the Soul Eater will squat and relieve herself directly into his pompous mouth. Remember how full of yourself you were in Boston, Faust? Now, you will truly know what that phrase means. Vengeance will be ours, Faust! <coughs> Of mustard. 
consider yourself weak? Just because you never told a guy to clean up his squeak, you're years away from having any kind of issues with your prostate, and besides, you're probably, no wait, you are definitely the only guy here tonight who got worked in a coat room by his date. I didn't finish my thought regarding the coronavirus town hall featuring Greta Thunberg on CNN. It wasn't really a thought. It was just stupidity when I saw the ad. I, and look, I don't know what she was even on, what she did. She could have come on and done a tap dance at a puppet show. I don't fucking know these days. Everybody's baking pies on Instagram. So what the fuck? Uh, but it just made me laugh that she was one of their go-tos. It was just like, hey, who are we going to get? Well, I don't know. There's a guy from the CDC. Terrific. Anybody else? There's a guy from the WHO. All right. Any other initial guys we can get? Hey, how about that little girl who likes wind? What have we got her? You want to throw her on here possibly? Hey, what about what about that girl who's advocating for the sun? Should we get her on here possibly? Because the, the who thinks the planet's heating up and getting cooked? We should go. We should throw pigtails on here, right? You know what? We got a couple of highfalutin doctors with really nice silk ties, and then we got a lovely medical expert who's here in a pantsuit, and uh, and there's Pippi Longstocking here. Let's get her and her pigtails on here to tell us once again about the fact that we should go ahead and stop at the fossil fuels and whatever the fuck, and that has anything to do with a germ. Uh, we're having fun. She's lovely. Whatever her cause is, I don't care. <laughs> I mean, again, uh, good for her. And she's got a world to look forward to. She's just like, I, whatever that you guys. And don't you like clouds like I do anyway? I'm Swedish. Uh, all right. That was the thought. I, I just thought of it because it flashed into my brain. I'm like, did I even finish that? I don't think I did. And not that, not that it was worth it. And that wasn't even like, literally, I say that I didn't finish my thought. There was no thought. I started to bring it up, but that's what I, but just now. So there, what I said is what I want to say. But I made it up. Who cares? Nobody cares. Uh, hey, man. Why don't you leave me alone? I said, hey, man. But I got to get on the phone. Hey, man. She's a total blam blam. All right. Uh, <laughs> hey, we got sponsors for this show. Did you know that? We do. Our great and fantastical friend, Fearful Jesuit, runs the Paranoid Strain podcast. The new one is out now. That's right. I'm going to tell you it right now. The Paranoid Strain available right now at Apple Podcasts or in the iTunes store or anywhere else you get lovely podcasts. The Paranoid Strain is out with COVID-2. It's their second 
uh, episode about the COVID coronavirus. I will tell you, I have not listened. Unfortunately, he sent it to me a couple days ago and, uh, and I'm, I'm coronavirus out a little bit. Um, and so I did not plunge in. I'm looking forward to hearing it. I like to save it for when I can actually devote some time to it and sit and listen. Uh, and so that exists now. You should go ahead and check it out. Uh, so you'll be, you'll be way ahead of me. As a matter of fact, if you go ahead and listen to it, then you can actually, you know what, why don't you go ahead and do a show and tell me all what it's about? Uh, that would be fantastic. Uh, Jesuit's going to kill me and I don't blame him. Uh, I may be even, uh, uh, disinvited from the compound. He's told me I can visit the compound whenever I want. And don't think I haven't thought about it. This truthfully, when they announced they were shutting down LA for another three months, I was like, all right, well that's fucking August. And I thought, you know what? I could just hop in the fucking car and drive to Chicago. Cause then it's not, you're not flying, whatever the fuck I could drive. I'm like, I can go to Chicago and hang with David. And then like, by the way, without, without calling David, like I just, but that thought flashed through my brain. I'm like, you know what? I could actually fucking go to Chicago. That'd be cool to hang out. Uh, And I was telling a friend and he said, yeah, that's gotta be rough for anybody with kids, you know, to have anybody come visit. And in my head I was like, oh fuck. I didn't even think about that. Like my godson and, uh, and, uh, you know, essentially my, what, what I, you know, I consider my goddaughter. I mean, Max's kids are, are, you know, I love them. Uh, and, and they're fantastic and they're home. Of course, they're all quarantined together. So if I went to Chicago, I would have to quarantine by myself somewhere for two weeks before I could even see Max. And then what I'm going to stay in that already. Cause when I used to stay at the house before they were kids, you know, they were small. Well, now she's a sophomore in college and, and, and Val is, uh, taller than both of us. So I would just be in the way at that point. But it's that thing where I used to have the shorthand of, hey, maybe I'll just go stay at David's. Uh, and then I was like, oh, yeah, no, I can't. The kids are there and they're adults now. They don't want their fucking uncle. They like literally like if you're a little kid and your uncle's there eating spaghetti and making you laugh, maybe that's OK. But now if you're like a sophomore in college and uh, and your uncle's in the shower, uh, that's fucking awful, man. Nobody wants to deal with that. Uh, so so I, I couldn't possibly. So it was a thought I had, though, that did cross my brain. Oh, it was Siegel. Fuck yeah, it was Siegel who said uh, he was talking about getting out of here. He's like, man, if this goes on another three months, I got to get the fuck out of here. And I was like, and that's what triggered me to think that I should go stay with David. And he's like, oh, yeah, with kids, that's got to be harder. And I was like, oh, fuck, yeah. Way to ruin it. Way to fucking take that whole thing off. You cut me off at the knees, man. Uh, So anyway, Fearful Jesuits got the podcast now, the Paranoid Strain podcast available now in Apple Podcasts and the iTunes store, wherever you can get podcasts. Uh, It's the newest edition. It's it's COVID-2. Corona Boogaloo is what I'm going to call it. And it's available now. Paranoid Strain Podcast. Uh, you can write them a note, theparanoidstrain at gmail.com. You can leave a review in the iTunes store and tell them that it's great and tell them you learned about it through me. You can write him that email and say, hey, man, I love the show. And uh, we heard about it through Mike. That'd be totally cool because uh, he's going to be mad at me that I didn't listen. He, and I don't blame him because honestly, you're like, well, you're quarantined. Fuckhead. Why wouldn't you listen? Yeah, I know. But the germ. Uh, it's just, I, I'm overloaded on the germ as I've mentioned. And then of course, Guatemala broke me. I'm a weirdo. All right. Um, but you can listen now it's available right now in the iTunes store, the paranoid strain right now, hosted by fearful Jesuit, Danny unicorn, uh, exposing and destroying all of the coronavirus conspiracies that we've heard and hated. And, uh, you can check them out right now as available in the iTunes store slash Apple podcast store and uh, anywhere else you can find your cool ass podcast. That'd be great. Uh, and uh, you know, I did get another note. Let me double check this. I gotta, I gotta see exactly what it's going to be. You know, I always went to, I mentioned Rob Matsushita's, um, his knife drop podcast, and he's kind of tabled that as a matter of fact. Um, but he, uh, he does have a web series starting on YouTube. Okay. That's what it was. He wanted me to, he wanted me to plug that. 
um, as opposed to the podcast, we'll, we'll plug his web series. It's going to be on YouTube. <clears throat> He's going to put a link on the Westside 86 Jokers page on, on uh, Facebook. If you're on there, you'll see it there. He didn't give me a link, but once he gives me a link, I'll go ahead and tell you about it. Uh, but he's got a web series that's debuting on YouTube on May 20th, which is uh, next week. Actually, uh, so today's the 22nd. So probably next, was that next Wednesday? I guess next Wednesday. Uh, it's an anthology series shot by different people all over the globe. All stories written by our friend Rob Matsushita. It could be comedy, could be drama, could be horror, could be sci-fi, could be satire. Every Wednesday, there's a new episode. He's going to go ahead and put them out there on YouTube. And I will tell you this. Uh, I'm in one of them. And I, I was not great. I hope he did whatever he could with his editing skills to try to make me look okay. Because again, I just, it was a weird thing where I had to record it at my own desk. I think I've talked about this in the past. So I did it. And uh, and whatever he was able to make it into, uh, I, I, look, I saw clips of his other stuff. This is the thing. I did what I do. And, uh, and then I sent it, whatever. And then I saw other clips of his other stuff. And I'm like, these people are fucking great. Like, why the fuck would you ask me to be involved with these people who are real actors doing real stuff? And then he gets the footage and he's like, oh my God, it's so good. I'm like, yeah, these are lies. Don't, you don't have to fucking say that. Cause he knows I'm weird anyway. Um, whatever the fuck, who cares? Go watch all of the other great people. And I will appear in one of them doing whatever the fuck I do, but it's uh, it'll be on YouTube. I'll get the link for next week's show. It starts May 20th. It's called stay home an anthology series. Uh, he's edited together, found footage or footage sent to him by all sorts of different people. He sent scripts to people. They acted their parts and he put it all together. Uh, and like I said, it's all different kinds of genres, comedy, drama, satire, whatever the fuck. Uh, he'll put a link on the Joker's page and, uh, and then you'll be able to check it out. But also I'll give you the link next week. So that's our friend, Rob Matsushita. Stay home, a YouTube series starting next week. Go ahead and check it out. Uh, and now let's talk about supporting this show. Why not? Right. Let's do that <laughs> as I shout and shout, uh, cameo exists. If you want me to tell anybody, Hey, let's have a good summer. If you want me to plug your web series that debuts on May 20th, you can hire me to do a cameo. Why wouldn't you do that? Maybe you do that, Rob. Maybe you buy like 20 cameos with me calling random people, telling them about your fucking show. That'd be a fucking fine move. Uh, I'm available right now. It's bookcameo.com where you can get the Cameo app on your phone. Hire me to call people and tell them they're great. It's graduation season. Sometimes people didn't get to graduate. I can console them for that. I can go ahead and pomp their circumstance. Whatever the fuck you want me to do, I'm happy to do it. That was Randy Savage's theme music in WWF. Uh, I'm happy to do that. I'll hum pomp and circumstance. So they put a mortarboard on their head and then throw it into the goddamn air and think about the dwindling job market or about starting college online in the fall. Oh my God. What a depressing cameo that would be, but who cares? Hire me cameo is an app. You put it on your phone or you go to bookcameo.com. Find that and get me on there, please. It would be cool. And I'd love it. You can use our Amazon link. Are you still buying stuff from Amazon? You should be. Did you see that Jeff Bezos is a trillionaire? That's thanks to you and me, man. <laughs> That's right. I, he thought he'd never get there. He was like, oh, I couldn't possibly be. And then, and then guess what? Boom. Trillionaire status, courtesy of me and you doing our part. And you can continue to do more of that. So maybe we can make him a gazillionaire. You know what? Let's make him a super duper trillionaire. How about we do that? Uh, you want to go to MikeSchmidtComedy.com? Go to the merchandise page. There's an Amazon link there just staring you right in the face. Click on that, and then, hey, you're shopping. Now, look, you were going to Amazon anyway. This doesn't cost you anything extra. Just 10 seconds to find my link. And then you're shopping, and I get a cut. I get a very, 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 very small, minuscule cut. One of the reasons he's a trillionaire is because he cut the affiliate program in half. So that's what put him over the edge. I think that's it's like when a Twitter account gets to, like, 
14,950 followers. They're like, oh my God, I'm only 50 followers away from 15,000. Come on, everybody. And then people retweet it and go, yay. And they get some arbitrary fucking number to make them feel good about themselves. Well, that's where Bezos was. He was at 999999999945 in his bank account. And then he went, you know what? If I cut the affiliate program in half, that's got to get me easily 60 bucks. And that's exactly what it made him, 60 bucks. So now he's worth a trillion and five dollars. We did it, folks. We let Bezos do it. We, we cooperated and it worked. So let's, let's get him up to super duper trillionaire status. What you want to do is go to MikeSchmidtComedy.com. You want to go to the merchandise page. You want to click on the Amazon link and then you're shopping. We get money. They get money. You get stuff. It works out perfectly. You're getting stuff anyway. And also you're not leaving your house. You're not going to a store. What are you supporting small businesses and hoping to keep a vital ecosystem in your neighborhood? Fuck that. You want a guy in a van. You want a nondescript guy in a van to bring you eggs. That's what you fucking want for the rest of your life. You want to stay in your apartment, slide open a little door like a speakeasy to see if a guy's got fucking some sort of special password to give you bread. (laughs) There you go. So order it from Amazon and use my link. God damn it. Let's ruin the planet together. Uh, All right. That's Amazon. Oh, you know what? There's Cameo. I've mentioned that as well. Uh, I have the Twitch channel. And the YouTube channel, which exists right now. Uh, we're almost current on YouTube. We're getting close. But uh, but twitch.tv slash the 40-year-old boy. You can find me on there playing games, doing just chats. We're going to do a weekly trailer park where we watch movie trailers and laugh at those. It's going to be great. Uh, and then we're playing games. We just finished a game called Undertale, which is top five games I've ever played. Uh, hey, you want to see me cry? Then you want to go ahead and watch the last replay of Undertale when we finished it. Because it... Uh, Man, what a game. It was fantastic. And, 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 you know, Last of Us did the same thing. It's just, these games can be art. I mean, some of them are just stupid shoot-em-ups or whatever the fuck. Like, we watch trailers for games that are like, and guys in armor and, you know, stabbing somebody in the face. Those are fun. But if you can make me think or make me feel that I'm, I'm on board completely. And that's how I felt about Last of Us. That's how I felt about God of War, which had a great combination of all of those things. Um, Red Dead 2. Um, and then Undertale, man, just a fantastic game, gentle and fun and nice and, and taught me a lesson too, as well, because I played it like a video game, which may not have been the best idea. Now I don't want to spoil it, but it was fantastic. Uh, so twitch.tv slash the 40 year old boy, uh, go ahead and follow the channel. That'd be great. Then you'll know when I'm on and then you can come and visit and see me and on camera as I'm playing a game. That's totally fun, right? Isn't that what people want? Don't people want to watch me play a game? No. Uh, all right, but that exists. So go ahead and check me out there at twitch.tv slash the 40 year old boy and at youtube.com slash the 40 year old boy. Uh, like I said, we're almost caught up for podcasts. We're just about going to have those up probably within the next couple of days. Uh, they're being uploaded and I'm waiting on a couple of things. And then once those are square, uh, then we'll be all full up there. And then, like I said, I'm, I'm always, uh, um, you don't care, but I'm, I'm trying to figure out what to do, but, but I will be making better use of YouTube and things like that. And I know you're laughing cause you're like, Hey, this show came out in the afternoon on a Friday. Yes, I know. Um, but I, I, you know, I, I, I got no, I got no excuse, whatever. It's a new show. Fuck it. Fuck you. Yeah, that's right. Fuck you. <laughs> Get off my back. Uh, Twitch and YouTube exist. Go ahead and become a follower or a subscriber to those. I would certainly appreciate it very much because, uh, yeah, it's it it helps helps the show as well as Patreon. Let's talk about that. Patreon exists right now. Patreon.com slash the 40 year old boy. Go become a patron of this show. New podcasts coming out every week. Twitch happening all the time. 
uh, YouTube stuff in the hopper, in the pipeline. There was going to be live stuff. That's all been tabled, courtesy of the germ. But uh, we'll see what happens the rest of the way. Uh, live broadcasts possible on, on Patreon. I don't know if I can do that, though. That's the thing is there's... I, I keep thinking I would make videos for Patreon, but like there's a middleman where I got to record it and then upload it and then post it. And it's, I know you're like, well, so do it. It's your job. Yes, I will. All right. I promise. Uh, but Patreon exists. Patreon.com slash the 40 year old boy. And let's welcome our newest patron, Mark Mascalino. Hey, I'm going to clap for Mark. Uh, there's Mark Mascalino. Oh, wait, you know, let's do it this way. It's Mark. Hey, Mark Mascalino, thank you so much for becoming a patron at Patreon and helping this show exist. You're the best. I appreciate it. You're super cool. And now, uh, and everybody knows it. I know it. You know it. Everybody knows it. Everybody, everybody, everybody knows about Marky. Everybody knows he hates Marky. He's Mark. Yes, he's Mark. Hey, he is Mark. He should be Mark. Is he Marky? No, he is Mark. All right. So now he's Mark. Mark Mascalino, thank you for becoming a Patreon patron. Appreciate it. Let's talk about some people who reached out to me via PayPal and just gave donations because they're super cool. Uh, the lovely and talented Stephen Brogy up there in uh, in Canada. Uh, fucking Brogy gets it done. He was uh, he was the former axe throwing champion of Schmidtapalooza, and I will tell you this: I won it last year only because he was not around to defend it. Uh, I, and that's the story I'm sticking to. That's the only reason I won. Um, but now I am. I am the defending axe champion in perpetuity because I will never get to Canada again because of the germ. But uh, but when Stephen won it, the glory, the glory of Stephen Brogy winning the axe throwing championship, he just brought out all of he channeled all of his rage. I, yeah, right now I'm staring at a baseball bat covered in barbed wire, which was also a gift from the Brogue. Stephen Brogy's my man, and he sent me a PayPal donation this week. And thank you for thinking of me, Stephen Brogy. I hope you're safe up in Canada. Uh, I don't know if you're an essential worker, but I hope you're either quarantined or you're essential and uh, you're as safe and as healthy as you can possibly be, along with our good friend, Jay Briggs. That's right. All of the PayPal this week was international. Stephen Brogy from up in Canada, our boy Jay Briggs from Ireland, who I was supposed to be uh, last week staying at his place, he and, and, the, and the lovely Laura. Um, but I, it turned out to not work that way. And I should be seeing them in September, October, maybe. Yeah, we'll see. I don't, I don't, uh. I don't think so, but, you know, let's hold out hope that the germ doesn't claim us by then and we're still able to go on a, uh, you know, to quote our good friends at Southwest Airlines, I hope I'll be now free to move about the country. I hope I'll be free to move about the globe, actually, Uh, but we'll see. I don't know. But anyway, Jay Briggs has reached out and uh, Stephen, Stephen sent me a one-time donation and Jay Briggs signed up for a uh, subscription on PayPal. And you can do that too. If you go to MikeSchmidtComedy.com while you're looking for that Amazon link in the upper left-hand corner of virtually every page, you can see a little Schmitty and he's got his pocket out. It says donate and you can either donate or sign up for a monthly subscription that way via PayPal. Uh, whatever you do helps the show and helps me immeasurably and makes me very happy. And I appreciate that. Thank you so much for thinking of me. Um, because it's, uh, you know, <laughs> if you were ever going to support the show, this is the time to do it. And I appreciate you doing that because, uh, you know, we're all, and, and look, if you can't, I totally get that too, man. We're, we're, we're all carrying that sack of barley, wheat, couscous, grain, soap flakes, whatever the fuck, and doing the best we can to stay afloat. So anybody who thinks of me at this difficult time, please know that uh, I love you guys and I appreciate you thinking of me and looking out for me. Uh, and some other people looked out for me as well. Look at me. I went to the P.O. box. That's right. I did. And I got several things from people. Uh, here's what I got. Our, our good friend Liana in Texas. The lovely and talented number one fan, Liana Dixon in Texas, sent me, now get this, she sent me two headbands, all right, one's black, one's white, 
And she sent them thinking that they were going to be a uh, like face mask covering for my mouth. But they are um, they're like John McEnroe tennis headbands. But then she sent me the picture and the guy in the picture is wearing them like a face mask. And she's like, he must have the smallest head. And I'm like, yeah, because I have, you know, as you know, um, even if my head was shaved, I wear a size eight baseball hat. But now with all the fucking quarantine hair I'm sporting, I can't even imagine what the fuck it is. But I put on, there's a black one and a white one, and I put them on together. Dudes, it's badass. It's the coolest fucking mask ever together. It just, I look like I got a yin-yang face, which is fucking beautiful. You know, you, and by the way, that's my favorite rappers, the yin-yang face. Yin-yang twins and yin-yang face. Get him on fucking the mic. Uh, uh, (laughs) What was that? They had a song about eating pussy too, didn't they? Were they with Pitbull and the yin-yang twins? Yeah. Lick it, lick it, lick it, lick it, lick it, lick it, lick it. Yeah, that's a fucking jam, that song. Uh, all right. So, uh, the yin yang twins, whatever. So the point is she sent me these headbands and I can wear them on my face and they look fucking amazing. So, and she was all disappointed. She's like, Oh my God, they're a lot smaller than I thought. But if you combine them, they make the badass fucking yin yang face mask and I look great. So thank you, Liana in Texas for thinking of me and making that happen. I appreciate it very much. Uh, that was cool. And also who else reached out to me? Our good friend, Gary McVeigh, also an international send Gary McVeigh. He sent me, uh, he's in a band called Caucasian Male, and he sent me his fucking album, like vinyl, like an actual vinyl album of the album Caucasian Male, uh, the album, it's an EP, I guess, and it's called Entertainment Light. It's available on iTunes and Spotify and Amazon. You can find it on there. And I, and of course I can't remember the track, but he sampled my voice in one of the tracks and I posted it on the Joker's page. Um, Gary, if you're listening, man, send me again, tell me. I, I can find it when I get off because I can look you up in my fucking my fuck it. You know what? I just do it right now. I'll do it on the air. What the fuck do I care? You guys are here. We're all friends. Uh, let me try to find it uh, in my Facebook messenger because I know Gary reached out to me that way. So let's pull it up. And uh, there's our boy, Gary. And um, where is it here? Um, oh, it's in the song. Dumb, dumb bullet. And uh, and they used they used my voice in the song "Dumb Dumb Bullet," which you can find on YouTube. Uh, if you just put in "Caucasian Male Dumb Dumb Bullet" and it's D U M D U M, I know I've plugged it before, but uh, but you'll hear my voice sampled in the fucking song, and it's fu- I'm just like, dude, that's awesome. It was great, and actually, Jesus Christ, that's a year ago uh, this month. So there you go. So Gary and I also heard another one of his songs called uh, "The Queen of the Night Said It's All Right," which is kind of kind of a split ends vibe to it. Um, I liked it very much. So thank you, Gary McVeigh, for thinking of me and sending me your EP on vinyl. Now I over the uh, for Christmas I wound up getting a vinyl player so I can actually play this album now, courtesy of a friend Jamers. So uh, look at everybody working in concert together. Uh, but thank you for thinking of me, Gary. I appreciate you sending that to me, and I look forward to playing that album and hearing my voice over and over again because I love my voice. Our good friend Matt Henshaw stepped up and he has sent me a book. What is this book called? Let me take a look. Let me pull it over. Where, where is it? What I had a. Where was the, did I throw it away? It's a book called She Rides Shotgun, a novel by Jordan Harper, winner of the Edgar Award. Megan Abbott, who wrote You Will Know Me, said is unforgettable. All of that is high praise from our friends uh, over there on the book cover, but Matthew Henshaw himself said he dug it. It was a great story and excellent writing, and I will go ahead and consume this book as quickly as I can. Like I said, I'm, I'm going to dive into some books this week. I say it now. You can hold me to it. You can write me notes and say, Mike, are you reading? What are you doing? I hope, let's put it this way. I hope to have at least one book done by the time I do a show next week. I'd love to have two books in the can. Who knows? We'll see. Uh, It all depends on how quickly Amazon can get them here. By the way, do I have uh, two bookshelves full of books that I probably should read? I do. 
Uh, I mentioned The Jungle. I've got books about Ireland people have sent. I've got some wrestling books here. The Road Warriors, Roddy Piper, that our buddy uh, uh, Chuck Hudspeth sent me. So I, I need to read those as well. But I'm reading the Shamrock book. I'm reading a book called The Death of WCW. I want to read this book called The Shooters, which is about tough guys in wrestling. Uh, and maybe I'll talk about that all next week. Who knows? We'll see what happens. But I... I got to do something, right? I got to pull my head out of the fucking morass, pull my head out of the molasses that you find online and and start just just going ahead and breathing. That's that's cuz I get, you know, you get consumed. It just it rolls over you where you're just sitting there fucking going, "All right, well this is news and then this and that." And I talked about it last week, the snark and the people that are angry and funny and this and I just you get tired of it. And like I said, just that with a phrasing of that sentence, like a Guatemalan teen, what are you going to do about it? Nothing, man. I can't do anything about it. I wish I could. I can't do anything about fucking anything. I can barely do shit in my own fucking house. I'm cooking eggs every morning. How about that? I make myself eggs. I make a couple of Eggo waffles. I put the eggs on there like a little sandwich, a little maple syrup, a little butter. There you go. I got breakfast every morning. That's that's right now. That's the extent of my challenges, and I'm fucking meeting them. I'm showering every day. I shave twice a week. I make breakfast every morning. I do my laundry when it needs to be done. I'm keeping my house neat and tidy. I'm doing that's that's what I'm doing. I'm staying afloat, baby. I'm staying above the waves. I'm not getting crashed under. Nobody's pulling me down. There is no undertow. I'm not getting swallowed up. But I, at the same fucking time, I can't save the fucking world. I keep thinking I can. I can read about it and do this and that. All you do is seethe. I'm tired of seething, right? I don't want to be seething. I want to be on Twitch. I want to be doing that. I want to be talking to you guys. I want to be doing the show. But I also want to bring stuff to the show that means something. I can't just do a show where I'm like, hey, let's hate. Hey, let's hate. That's not a bad song. Hey, let's hate. Everything in the world together. Hey, let's hate. Me, you, sister, and your brother. Hey, let's hate. All the things that have got us down. Hey, let's hate that guy in DC. Don't you think that he's a clown? Hey, hey, let's hate. I'm not naming names. Uh, Hey, let's hate. They all deserve the blame. Uh, Hey, let's hate.